Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and salutations to all the listeners of WrestleCast Radio. This is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Not only am I Ryan's favorite wrestler, but I'm also the co-host's favorite wrestler. And Ryan's not a good enough friend to name his co-host in this request for this particular video. So Ryan, you and your co-host have issues to talk about. But if you're listening to WrestleCast Radio, you're probably listening to me blather on. And I wanted to say, I hope you guys have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Um, 2020 is going to be a great year for AEW. I'm sure it'll be also great for WrestleCast Radio. And no matter what you do, remember that I will see you later.
WrestleCast Radio. Ready. Finally here, we've had enough time, thought to collaborate and go over our long list because, ladies and gentlemen, as I just said to Alex, my, my don't top you mean the, uh, collaborate and list? Oh, okay, list. <clears throat> mm, all right, you're tight. You're you're too tight for your own good sometimes. Alex. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so much wrestling. My, my 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 between my tag and singles, I had forty matches that were four and three quarters or a five star. Jeez. So holy shit. I either watched too much wrestling or I was too courteous. Like I said to you, I have 11 different companies between the, the two uh, tag and singles top match categories. So this was God, a wonderful a year for wrestling. Holy crap. I, thank you. I appreciate that. There's, there's a company <laughs> that's in my company of the year that didn't even make it on my top match of the year list for either of the categories too. Wow. And they were, and they were my, my, like one of my favorite companies of the year. Like that's how well balanced it was. Is I had to throw in because I, I was kind of doing the same, and like I said, I was going through my notes. Uh, the most prepared I would say I've ever been. I'm like sixty two percent. So hey, better than all the the, the previous award shows. But <laughs> I was like, damn, there's no DDT. And then I went through my notes. I was like, matches that stood out to me that were damn good. Again, I'm not like uh, Ryan Meltzer here, where I don't, you know, base it on a five star. For me, you know, if I'm like, holy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, holy crap, I'll go seven stars. And to me, that's that's a match of the year. And then, thankfully for me, I put a lot of, oh, that's a match of the year candidate on certain ones. So I would search that. It would pull up all the matches. I'm like, okay, that's where I have 32. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's crazy, too, is there's, like, a long list of matches that, just because of work and things, too, I – like I almost want to have you do like an abridged twenty nineteen point two after watching some of these other matches and seeing if any of them crack the list. I agree. There's gonna be a couple that I think I have that I don't know if you watched that might mm-hmm. be on near tops of my lists too. So I'm, I'm Which is really fine I, because you know then we can you know that'll give myself and and our listeners you know some incentive you know then yeah. as well. Well, and, and what I was thinking about too is, I mean, obviously we we tend to make WrestleMania weekend like a six day binge between the two of us because of all the wrestling we watch. You know, that yep. first day we don't want to watch the pizza party. We got some other stuff we could watch that I would be like, mm, I'll watch again mm, right here. I'll watch again, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, and if you're listening I mean, live, don't forget if you want to call in and chime in as well. Are we doing calling? Yeah, kind of like last yeah, week. Yeah, go no? ahead. I'm all for it. Yeah, Why three not? four seven eight five seven. One zero six zero again three four seven eight five seven one zero six zero. Um, just kind of give us your inputs. We have a wide array of categories. Um, usually, again, I usually leave seven where they are completely blank. But Ryan, I digress. Not one blank category. But before hey. we get to that, what do you want to say again before we get into the awards and before I pose you the Russellcast Radio question of the week? Ooh. Just throw the question at me. I'm 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 ready. I'm ready. All right. There's a lot I could, a lot so, I could say. Um, it's essentially 
WrestleCast Radio presents Who Had the Better Week? Um, and I'm going to say this, Ryan. I'm not going to lie. Um, if you can tweet out the show, which, again, you can follow us. Do it on your phone. It's a lot easier. It sends out the link. I'm kind of doing the Facebook right here. But anywho, send the tweet out. Give us a call again, 347-857-1060. You can also chime in on these uh, this question I'm going to bring in. Um, again, follow us on Twitter at WrestleCast underscore SSM. We're a little more active now. It's fun. Um, in, inconsistent at times, but hey, we're the Kirk Cousins of Wrestling Podcast. But Damn, again, Daniel. Who had the better week uh, in, in, in professional wrestling? I'll start off with this news making uh, today. All Elite Wrestling gets a contract renewal for, from TNT through 2023. Also, we'll be adding another show. You know, of course, Turner has a wide array of networks, but uh, uh, news allegedly broke where it will actually be a uh, version of AEW Dark. The ones that we've watched on YouTube, you know, of course, the dark matches that they have. Some pretty good showings, you know, as well. Joey Janela, Kenny Omega was definitely uh, one of them that was getting a lot of hype early on in the premiere of AEW, which Brian, by the way, early on, that was like, what, three months ago. But um, <laughs> Tony Khan, you know, they're, they're making, you know, almost double the money of what they started with. You know, they definitely will be making a profit here. And of course, gives them a little bit of money, Ryan, to, to you know, kind of entice these impending free agents, hashtag FTR. Um, but we have Tony Khan, AEW, you know, all the EVPs, too many to name. Again, contract renewal. Speaking of contract renewals, the villain, Marty Squirrel, um, you know, was in contract talks. You know, the contract he had with Ring of Honor, I believe, ended in late November, but he did a few other dates for them as well. Um, and popping up in NWA to kind of further the the Nick Aldis feud, but it looks like uh, Aldis is going to go through Villain Enterprises, which, hey, why the hell not? That's going to be awesome. Sign me up. Um but he signs a ring of honor. Of course, everybody, uh, including yours truly, thought he was going to go to All Elite Wrestling, um, you know, because of the boys, you know, and whatnot. Uh, you know, the, the elite, if you will. Um, you know, Adam Page seems like he, he needs a either a buddy uh, with his drinking or to sober his ass up, which is such a weird <laughs> storyline. I'm sure we'll get into uh, pretty soon here on uh, the next coming weeks or until they kind of build to a match with uh, Omega. But Skrull resigns Ring of Honor, uh, apparently gets a position which was falsely um, you know, kind of pointed to where he got the lead booker, which would have made Delirious step down. Uh, but of course, that is not the case. Delirious is apparently still the head booker. Marty Squirrel again now gets, you know, a little bit of power. They will be combining uh, forces to kind of work on creative. They're already having a free event over in Baltimore, Ryan, which is pretty cool. So Marty making some noise, also had some help with the last event they had last weekend. Uh, so Marty Squirrel again getting some quote unquote WWE main event money here, Ryan. Uh, so Marty Squirrel, is he having the best week? Tony Khan. And then we have another one. This is where it gets kind of a, oh, actually, we'll go with these two. Um, you know, Marty Scroll again, uh, you know, is trying to bridge the gap with them in AEW. Uh, you know, part of the contract as well is he's going to be working some New Japan. New Japan's already sending talents over to uh, Ring of Honor's WrestleMania weekend event. Um, you know, Jay White, uh, El Phantasmo's already booked to appear. I'm sure many, many more. 
uh, Will Ospreay. for him to freelance. Will Ospreay, yes, that was just announced a few hours ago. So, um, you know, kind of that way there. So, uh, out of these two, who had the best week? Um, I'll probably say Marty Skrull because he's like I, like you mentioned, he's getting main roster money to go there. Um, I, I would like to, to throw my name in the hat after I said, don't be shocked, guys, if he does stay with Ring of Honor. That was my dark horse that he did it. Um, there's a reason yeah. he worked those tapings. There's a reason he worked Final Battle and did it all about a contract. Liked it there. Um, but I, I, I not, not even Marty Skrull, but I think you can take Marty Skrull and lump Ring of Honor into him because now it looks like Ring of Honor, because they have Marty Skrull, maybe still has the uh, New Japan little bit of an alliance alive. So that I think that's a kudo win for them, too. That's huge, yeah. Um, but, I mean, Marty Skrull, he's happy there. He get, He's going to get to do what he wants. He's going to work ROH. He's going to work NWA. Who's to say he doesn't work all elite still after he's done with this all this program? So, yeah, I go with that. Um, Tony Khan, I mean, kudos. You got another show. You had to hit 500,000 uh, uh, views was what they wanted from you. That was easy to beat. Mm-hmm. So they re-upped it. We'll see what happens. You know, I've been up and down. Even with, with the project, with, with the company, you know, kind of coming under fire with, you know, kind of saying it's a WWE lights or whatnot, even with yeah, all the quote-unquote haters, which is stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, mean, I mean, which we, we were I, saying that it has that nostalgic feeling to it. But. You know, like two weeks ago, I didn't even finish the show because I was so like, this sucks. And I turned it off. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when when I watch Brandy Rhodes and, and Mel or whatever the hell her name is, and then they then Luther, Dr. Luther, Chris Jericho's buddy, comes out from under the ring, he's like 50, and they start calling him <laughs> a deathmatch legend, and he's worked I, IWA and, and Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling like a year wow. to each company in the beginning of the 90s. Like, mm, I mean, he might have made events against Wing Kanamura's bitch ass, but uh, no, he's not a legend. Don't try to put him over just because he's somebody's buddy. And then Statlander does a suicide dive wall. Awesome Kong is holding her knife she cuts the hair off with. Thank God she dropped it because she caught her. Like, oh, we almost just had a murder live on television. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then this Dark Order stuff keeps happening. And, you know, I, and it's just going to get worse if the, they, now that they're teasing a leader, and I've already have it in my mind who the leader is going to end up being when they unveil them. And I just, I don't care. It's not, it, the crowd will eat it up, I'm sure, but I have no interest. Um, I, I guess without saying anything, I hope after he shows up, they just delete the angle. If you get where I'm going uh, with oh, what yeah. the leader's going to be, so I I'm doing the gesture right now. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice the way you're moving. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I I have to go Marty. I have to go Marty for sure. All right, we're going to flip the script here. Three options. Who had the worst week, I would say, uh, besides Walter taking on a coffee, brother, um, in the main event of their takeover? Uh, speaking oh, of that event, uh, Triple H, uh, you know, kind of did a media scrum, um, was asked about the impending comebacks of Edge and Page, who, you know, of course, had neck <laughs> injuries that forced him to clear the ring. I actually watched this interview, Ryan. And the thing is, is, you know, he was talking about Edge has kids, you know, it's all about them being human beings. And, you know, Paige, maybe she probably has some she doesn't know of. And, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I, I would have ha ha But this time I kind of like did a, huh, did he really just say that? And I was like, I wonder when that is going to catch some fire. 
lo and behold, 12 hours later, <laughs> that definitely caught some fire because I was like, that's a little interesting. Um, of course, Paige was like, huh, even when your own boss makes fun of you, I could see why all of you still do the same. Of course, Paige went under, you know, depression, you know, anorexia, you know, pretty dark place, you know, when, when her sex tape came out, which, you know, a lot of people alleged those comments towards, um, you know, to her brief history there. So we have that, which he did uh, do a Twitter apology as well as, uh, you know, called her an apologize, I'm sure, as well. All righty. The next one, Tessa Blanchard, who uh, apparently tweeted, hey, women, if you, you know, um, uplift, you know uplift each other, you know, or, or be nice to each other, it's very uplifting, you know, something along those words. And then, boy, did the Twitter fingers start going. Um, you know, everyone from Chelsea Green to uh, a lot of other people, uh, she was accused of, you know, essentially spitting in the face and calling a fellow wrestler the N-word um, over, over a show in Japan. So she's accused of racism and being a bully. Uh, rumors of her, uh, after the Mayon Classic, why she wasn't signed is because she did have attitude problems. Uh, a lot of people also penned it to the breakup of her and Ricochet, but whatever, whatever. Um, but again, uh, everybody chimed in with their Tessa Blanchard stories there. And then, you know what? Maybe she has the better week too, Ryan, because she would then go winning, uh, go on to win the Impact Heavyweight Championship <laughs> against the Sammy Callahan's, um, uh, you know, at at the last uh, Hard to Kill, which I just think of Steven Seagal, which is tight. Um, but, that, you know. Is that the first, though, too? Like, is that the first and the last, maybe? Possibly, I I don't know. Apparently, it was a good match. I I did not see it. I know you wanted to shell out the forty bucks, but you uh, wanted to burn it on fire instead. Uh, but uh, again, the Twitter things, you know, uh, you know, her being called out by you know an array of wrestling talent. Um, she's only twenty four. You know, people can grow. I still can't believe she's that damn good at twenty four. But again, when you have that lineage, I, I you better be damn good. Uh, so we have Tessa Blanchard. And the last one, speaking of Twitter fingers, Ryan, uh, Evolve owner Gabe Sapolsky was called out by David Starr, a.k.a. <laughs> Max Barsky, um, which uh, kudos to David Starr for, uh, you know, getting on the merch bandwagon, you know, tight there. Uh, but David Starr pretty much accusing uh, uh, Gabe Sapolsky of not paying his talent or being, you know, pretty much a carny, if you will. And then Gabe Sapolsky went on his own Twitter rant there, you know, calling, you know, uh, Max Barsky, a.k.a. David Starr, you know, out saying, hey, it's all an act. You know, he doesn't want a union. He doesn't care about the wrestlers. He just cares about his bottom line. He only, uh, you know, he's burned all his bridges in America. That's why he moved to England so he he can book more dates, which I see him a lot. Definitely in the Midwest, too, Ryan. Uh, you know, so it's kind of interesting there. Uh, but I guess. Yeah, he was here a few times. He's in Chicago quite a bit. He's in PWG. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he definitely is making a little bit more in the Brit wrestling scene for as long as however that may go. But, uh, you know, essentially David Starr, you know, was just saying, hey, take care of your workers. Gabe says that, you know, he felt bad. He'll, you know, pay back, you know, wh whatever he owes a certain of people. But he essentially just tells him, I should have been the better man. You should have been the better man. Uh Max Bars Barsky, a.k.a. David Starr, um, you know, and then contacted me personally. So a lot of Twitter, uh, Twitter wars, if you will, um, as well as, uh, 
uh, your boss, you know, the boss of NXT, um, you know, essentially making a not so well received comment in 2020. <laughs> Who? Ryan had the worst tweet. So as David Starr said, dear WWE, I heard Triple H say in a podcast that y'all always supported promotions that pay people properly and take care of their workers. I should make you aware that employee viewers, Gabe Sapolsky of Evolve, has not been living up to his end of the bargain. And then he's uh, cheersing the camera with a beer. Uh, kudos to David Starr. Um, I will say the worst week has to go to Gabe uh, for getting called out for not paying his people. And instead of fighting back, he admitted that he uh, he will be paying back pay. Um, yeah. I, I I mean, Ricochet said himself. How does that affect plan. Evolve? Evolve's under WWE's banner. It doesn't do anything to him. Um, I just think it's, it makes Gabe look bad. But, yeah, I mean, he had to give one of the three tests. Blanchard obviously doesn't look the worst. Uh, her and La Rosa Negra, I guess, like, spoke face-to-face and patched it up and said it was a misunderstanding, and it was just heated words, and now they're apparently cool, and that, I guess, is squashed. And, um, you know, Triple H made a bad joke that, you know, he's in his 40s or 50s that grew up in an era where that's funny to make those comments, and he said, oh, my bad. I shouldn't have done that. Apologized. And, you know, it is what it is. So I got to go Gabe. Nice. Very, very nice. Um, and, and that is our first and last edition of who had the best worst week ever. <laughs> we might have. But it it's just crazy how all these stories just kind of came all at once. You're like, it's like wrestling rumors Christmas. You know, as much yeah. as people want to say the dirt sheets aren't real. I mean, Legit, Ryan, 90% of everything I've read is since 2004, maybe 2003 even, pretty much came true. So, I mean, you know, the, so it's just it, it's just crazy where I open my phone one day, I'm like, ooh, what's next? What's next? And it just keeps, yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, you did mention the worst week ever. I think that's the perfect segue. 2019 Pro Wrestling Awards. We have six categories for our worst of, um, I will start at the bottom. Alex, I'll have you jump in first on these um, to get yours out of the way with it, and then I'll come in after in case I have way more like I always do um, so okay. that I can speed through and not take as much time uh, with them. So let's start with the bottom of the awards. Uh, top five answers on the board, top six, top ten, top two, whatever you did. Worst company of 2019, Alex. Start, with, uh, start and work your way back to one. Hey, I only got two. Um, that, that's going to be uh, WWE, uh, just for the lack of, of storytelling. Uh, of course, not counting NXT, but uh, WWE for sure. Um, just it, it was a blog year. They, they got their money. It is what it is. And, and unfortunately, we're paying for it uh, all the time. Of course, it had some bright spots, but they were very far and few in between. Ring of Honor, just lots of, uh, lots of controversies uh, this year. From Bully Ray, uh, you know, kind of bringing that fan to the back Ooh. and, you know, shaking him down uh, to, you know, kind of a having, again, lackluster events, uh, you know, kind of riding high, you know, trying to take uh, credit for the MSG sellout, um, the, the Supercard, uh, G1 Supercard over Mania Weekend at Madison Square Garden. Uh, but, of course, we all knew that was New Japan's doing. And then ever <laughs> since New Japan left... Uh, you know, essentially, it's just been all downhill from there. Uh, you know, Ryan would also say Matt Taven being your champion for more than three months uh, also probably makes him the worst company because uh, we all know the villain should have won that ladder match. But, hey, I'm, I'm not too angry. 
I'm not too angry against Taven. Uh, but, of course, 2020 seems to be brighter. Uh, I, I will say to their credit, Ring of Honor, they were on a whole, uh, you know, we are a family type of thing on social media, Twitter, Facebook. You know, they believe themselves as a company. You can't fault them for that. It wasn't as annoying as uh, as Seth Rollins on Twitter over the last six months. Um, but, uh, hey, you know, they, they still had their marks, and, and it looked like they wouldn't uh, pass uh, you know, maybe 2021 as a company, but with Marty resigning as we talked to start the show, you know, they they have their uh, they have their their hopes, and and we'll see yeah. if 2020 is a better year. Uh, which was which was your number one out of the two there? I didn't. I was uh, WWE Ring of Honor. for sure. Okay, okay. Um, uh, number five for me, and I put not even their fault to be fair. Uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, they just it's not even their fault. They just you look at the big name companies, they just they can't schedule what they're scheduling anymore and because i had five spots i had to put something in there and it's like i said not their fault but somebody had to take that spot uh number did four you progress get, did mm-hmm. you get their um battle of la this year no whatever their not. tournament is wow it's the first that's like the I first time it. ever yeah. wow <laughs> yeah i didn't even get bola um or bola number thank four you. progress wrestling um almost same thing not even their fault they've just been raided and small been left and they're just kind of a shell of themselves uh number three nxt uk who's off to a great start with uh their fantastic show that i didn't even know the correct name for as i realized i wrote it down as cardiff 2 and it was actually blackpool 2 um show so much i care <laughs> show so much they care um Talk about a show that was rubbish. Uh, I can't wait to talk about that when we discuss. But they are my number three, number two, and number one. Same as you, Ring of Honor at number two, and WWE at number one. You've already said it. I did have an honorable mention, and this one will come up more than once. That's the only reason I'm saying it. Pro Wrestling Noah um, is my honorable Whoa. mention. Now, now, I say it because of the logo in the ring. There's no access in the United States whatsoever. Now they started yep. to at the end here with the, with the YouTube. So, you know, I'm basing it off of an entire year where a month and a half is different than the first, you know, 10 and a half months. Um, they ditched their history. They changed their title. They're trying to be new Japan. It looks like the shows have been good so far, but it just was in an odd direction with everything being changed. But as I said, honorable mention that will come back up again later in the show. That's the hmm. teaser. Um, let's move on to biggest disappointment. Where are you at, Alex, with the list? Biggest disappointment is that going to be worst angle or uh, or worst moment? I have angle moment and I have disappointment, so I put them all together, or I put two different ones. If you have them all lumped together, I can just run through my disappointment. No, because I have worst moment and worst angle. I don't even remember seeing uh, worst Ooh. disappointment. You know what? Uh, let's do let's do. Uh, Pick one of the two. This will be fun regardless. All righty. I'm going to go worst moment. Uh, starting right. at number six, triple, uh, triple H at WrestleMania. I totally forgot this was even a match. Uh, triple H uh, trying to pull out Batista's no ring with a, with a plier. Um, I wouldn't watch the Wrestle, or put on the WrestleMania thing because I could see the matches. Just going to remember if there was any good ones. And then I saw, I was like, holy crap, that was a match this year that wasn't 32 or 31 or whatever. Uh, but yeah, and then I remembered that whole thing. And good <laughs> God, that was just, that was horrific and not needed. Uh, number five, uh, Crown Jewel. 
but really kind of what Ooh. happened before and after Crown Jewel. Vince McMahon, you know, kind of holding up for, uh, them for more money. <laughs> then Saudi Arabia saying, how dare you put it on time delay? And then, oh, yeah, the talent pretty much being held hostage, even though they say they weren't, even though some of them were tweeting they definitely were. Uh, but Vince got his more money. They extended the contract. And uh, blood of money rejoice. Uh, coming in at number four, uh, Baron Corbin beating Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. It was horrific. We wanted Cena Angle. Yeah, you know, that would have been dope. It would have been great, but he's making movies now. He's doing his best, Dwayne Rock Johnson, R.I.P. Rocky Johnson. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's just uh, that was horrific. It was obvious. It was sloppy. And uh, yeah, I guess it would give him a rub, but but no one gives a shit, uh, a crap. No. I apologize no. for almost wearing. But right. number three, um, <laughs> the, the the final three essentially is is uh, the the story of nines. Uh, my number three Ooh. worst moment of the year was Kofi losing the title in nine seconds. I'm sure it was six, but hey, I, I for for some reason pretending that was nine having the feel good moment of the year wrestlemania uh you know winning the first uh heavyweight championship of his career against daniel bryan and you know wh- what many people said was the highlight of wrestlemania uh you know it-, it was just bad uh my number two seth rollins hitting like nine curb stomps after getting <laughs> murdered and then beating brock lesnar for the title there um, at WrestleMania, very annoyed by that. Quite a few different Seth Rollins matches that kind of turned around that way. So, yeah, just not my cup of tea. And number one, the worst moment in wrestling was WrestleMania lasting nine hours. Because, good mm. God, I swear it's still going on. And there are still people <laughs> like Dave and, and, and Matthew Pickett there uh, who are still stuck in Jersey waiting to get back. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That is good. I can't wait for part two in a moment. Um, um, I will go to disappointment, and then I will do an angle moment after. Um, my disappointment, I don't mention, uh, kind of teeing off of last year's awards, but uh, WWE ending the UK team for the most part. That just gets an honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, my number five biggest disappointment goes to Daichi Hashimoto's 2019 run ending as the Big Japan Strong Champion. Uh, Yuji Okabayashi, I thought, was set to give the title over to Takuya Nomura, who was just having the feud of the year with him. Instead, he drops it to Kohei Sato, only to transition it to Daichi Hashimoto on the Ryu Gokutan show in one of the biggest 20-minute wastes of my life. Um, so, uh, Daichi Hashimoto, people love you. I fought to cheer for you, and after the Champions Carnival, I said, screw it, I'm over it. Um, here's to hoping you can improve. If not, you can bugger off as they would say in the UK. <laughs> uh, number four, the American indie scene dying. Um, I'm hoping this yeah. can suddenly change here. Um, you know, I had removed this from my list, and then after a show I watched from December, I believe it was in December, that took place in a, a local city of Alex's uh, life growing up history. I don't want to say the, the exact name of the company in the show, but I was thoroughly disappointed with the show. Uh, which then put this back on my list. Um, so I will leave it at that. Uh, number three, WWE rooting Walter. I've, I've, this should be higher <laughs> on my list. Yeah. I, I'm surprised it's not, but the things above it uh, just were, were more travesty. This was just, I don't understand how you have the wrestler of the year um, coming into you. He went from wrestling like 116 matches to like 42 in a year, just kind of like Tyler Bate went from like 116 to 40. 
Um, it's just, it's a joke. They're just signing guys. They don't use them. You see more Joe Connors and Dallas on TV. It's just, it sucks. WWE, UK, NXT, whatever the hell it is, sucks. Um, why? It's it's progress. That's why I don't get why you're so poo-pooing on it. Yeah, they're they're restricted a little bit more. Is that what you have against it? Um, it's just it's not like progress had good angles. They told stories. NXT UK is just like they just talk the whole time, and then they have random people that aren't even. Well, yeah, it's an e product. Yeah, and uh, that's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, whoops, I have no idea where disappointment came from. Maybe I just became disappointed, and that's how I just made it. That's why I was like, when you put angle moment, I was like, isn't that the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. no I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I just got mad and just changed it at one point. I think I just went rogue. <laughs> I apologize. You know, I'm doing my reviews for work for all my employees, and that's one of the things is um, – I had said that somebody goes rogue all the time and they are unskilled at this at this ability. Maybe I need to look no, hard, hard back in the mirror. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just like, I watched UK and it's, just, I don't want Walter cutting promo. I don't want, I don't want them to have catchphrases. Why does everything need to be multi-man matches or ladder matches? Like, why do you, if you're going to do it, then just do it, but do it right. You already have the formula. How do, don't don't put your stamp on it. You don't need to. It's already formulated and done. I mean, thank God Jordan Devlin's there because he's about the only entertaining thing to watch left on that show. Oh God, I yeah, mean, him and Tyler Bate was amazing. I I flipped my couch. I was like five stars. I'm out. Yeah, that was, I would. I think I went four and a half on it. That was the only thing I really liked about that show. Like Walter Joe Coffey was the, one of the most boring matches I've seen. It was not Walter. Yes, he was chopping him like he normally does, but there's ref bumps, there's run-ins, there's people colliding into other people and somebody accidentally costing another person this and then that happened. And I'm just like, this is stupid, man. Why am I watching Joe Coffey put the boots and beat up Walter for 10 minutes? He's the final boss. He's the guy who you get everyone yep. over by being able to overcome him. Not, I don't need him selling and laying on a freaking canvas. He's where they needed to clone Brock Lesnar, make him the Lesnar of the UK. I mean, that's the thing you needed to do because I think they totally messed it up by having him have 25 minute matches. I get where you were like, why is Asuka having 16 minutes with Emma? I was like, oh, because it's showing. And you're like, no, it should be done in two minutes. That's it. Walter, he should be doing that as well. And and I'm fine with Walter having half hour matches, but it should be 70, 30. Not against the coffees. Yeah, he should be going 50-50 with Joe Coffey. Like, why was why did Joe Coffey, like, was doing leg work on him? Get out of here. It just, it sucks. I, I rest my case. It's just, uh, yeah. That's why I'm glad none of these Japanese companies are selling. They're all like, screw you, get out of here. We're not going to let you ruin us. Um, my number two disappointment, Hazuki, Kota Ameda, and Kagetsu early retirements. It really bummed me out. Um Hazuki and Kagetsu were two of the staples of stardom. Kagetsu, one of my favorite women's wrestlers alive. And Kota Ameda, we could not stop talking about how he's going to be the next thing. And then, you know, oh, yeah. it is what it is with it. But that was it. And my number one disappointment, man, was all Japan Pro Wrestling not able to make a second star. Oh, I like have, that. I like that. I mean, you have 
Jake Lee, who you could pull the trigger on and put the title on him. You have Naoya Nomura, you could pull the trigger on. You know, Yuya, Yuma Aoyagi sitting right there, which they're, maybe they're doing something with him after what we saw at the last show. Oh, they have to. Uh, yeah, let's hope they do. You know, I mean, <laughs> you have arguably the best wrestler alive, and you, you're not giving him his counterpart. You know, and if he's your Okada, you need to give him his Tanahashi, and you're not doing that. And, and, you know, it, it's it's a testament to how good Mihar is that he's making these show, these uh, these matches that great without having the counterpart. Mm-hmm. But at some point, at some point, you know, you got to give him something because he's not going to be able to do this forever. Agreed. So, and, um, I, and I'm happy because I mean I, I know how much you're you're on the All Japan train. Obviously, Kento Mihara, one of the the top two wrestlers of the year. But like when I brought it up a couple of shows back. I said, my problem with Kento is, yeah, he has four and a half, four and three quarters, a five-star here and there, but nothing is memorable because there's no other people that's, you know, threatening to take his title away because he keeps beating him, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I like how you're bringing that, that up more and more over, you know, over the shows after I made that comment and how, yeah, it is disappointing because what else, who else is there? You've beaten everyone twice. It's like Sonata, or yeah, it's like Sonata, you know, people are saying he's Okada's best rival. Hell, even Okada said, Sonata, you're my rival. Dude, you're one in seven against against <laughs> Okada. You suck. Evil has more wins against Okada, which I think is the better foil um, than, than Sonata is for, for Okada. But it's just, it's crazy. And, and I love how, yeah, sadly, that is one of the biggest disappointments. And like, that's the thing you look at, like, you, you know, I run down my list and I'm like, my God, Kento Miyahara had like nine matches at like four and three quarters or five stars, but you know, five of them against J are against Jake Lee in the same year. And they kind of cannibalized each other, you know? So you can't throw out like, Oh yeah. You know, all oh, this is, this is amazing. Well, yeah, it was, but which one you got to pick one at some point here. And it, it, it's just, Yeah. I don't know. Was I, it against Chubby Jake Lee or Ripped Jake Lee four months later? Ooh, well, we'll get to that when we get to it because I do have one of those matches in my my list. Um, go to your go to your second part of this list now. As uh, all right, worst game on it all. Worst angle: Shane McMahon being on your television both shows both nights for like seven months of 2019. Uh, <laughs> I love Shano. I, I love the quirks, but. Damn, it got hard to watch. It got really go. annoying. But but his yeah. entrance was always tight, and the announcer was always spot on. Um, coming uh, in next, I don't know what these are numbered, but uh, the bleeping wild card rule and those two out of three falls that they incorporated oh, into the TV. That. Those were the worst. Yeah, that seemed like it was eons ago, doesn't it, Ryan? But guess what? Yeah. It was five fucking months ago. But yeah, that was the worst. Uh, coming in at number five, uh, bringing in boxers and MA dudes to try to boost whatever, but then you make them lose. <laughs> Meaning Cain Velasquez in a fake sport where Cain decimated Brock Lesnar. I'm pretty sure you were over for that fight. Um, <laughs> then uh, the boxer guy. I, I, I didn't even watch that Saudi Arabia show, so I don't know if even if he beat Braun Strowman. Uh, I'm sure you'll get to that in a bit. Number four, inserting Charlotte Flair into the hottest feud that lasted six months, even oh. while the man was out 
of action for two of those a month. And then you insert Charlotte. Yeah, I get it. Okay. But that's what you do at roadblock or something along the side. <laughs> that, But not at WrestleMania when people were clamoring for one-on-one. And now we might not ever get that. Number three, too many damn ref spots in the WWE. To be fair, a lot in wrestling, but WWE, my God, from that Joe Mysterio botched call where the shoulders were up and they pl- try to play it into a storyline to the DQ and the Hell in a Cell. Uh, I, I forget which show had like nine different ref spots, but it was just oh, too was damn much. Every match, you're right. Yeah. Holy shit. It, I think it was a Hell in a Cell. Which again, it should be. Yeah. God, that's one of those fall shows. That is good. Number two, Kofi's title run. Yeah, again, you had the WrestleMania moment. Some people claim it's the best WrestleMania moment of all time. But his title run, nothing really stood out. It was 20-minute matches, uh, pretty much the average, whether it was against Dolph Ziggler, Randy Orton, him just hitting the trouble in paradise, and it was over. Um, you know, even though he was kind of getting decimated kind of throughout those. Uh, and yeah, even their hardcore match, their cell match just led to blandness. I don't think it's Kofi's fault. It, obviously creative, but with those opponents, it, something should have stood out there. But, yeah, but definitely Kofi's Joe run. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, some of the worst angles. There's, yeah, see, I totally forgot that happened since Joe was pretty much buried by everyone, even though he was champ as well for majority <laughs> of the year. Number one. Speaking of burying, burying the revival after looking strong the whole damn year. You put him in a faction with Shane, with with Randy Orton. It was a damn cool. And then you split him up. You could have made money. Evolution 2.0, Orton-lution, you know, whatever you want to call it. You had a new horseman at the grass. It's what people want. That's why they're going to AEW. A little bit, of, little bit of the nostalgia. And what is nostalgia? The revival of the tag teams of the 70s, 80s, and early to mid-90s. That's my worst angles. Ryan, what do you got? Uh, minor angle moments. Mostly our angles, but I do have one moment. And we do have uh, one of the not counting uh, companies. We are going to be on the same page with one of these. On uh, number five, all the All Japan, Big Japan, Zero One shows I had to watch with Daichi Hashimoto screaming. Um, that is number five, because I still hear in my night uh, while I'm sleeping, I wake up to hear, ah, ah, from the whole carnival and all those matches. <laughs> I forgot about um, that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know where he learned that that was good teaching, but his dad, if he was still alive, would slap shit out of him for doing that. Um. Daichi Hashimoto screaming, uh, number five. Number four, Walter, the first out at Survivor Series. Um, I don't even know if we need to talk about it. He gets the biggest pop of the Chicago crowd at Survivor Series. Um, He then eats a Claymore kick three minutes into the match. Uh, Bullshit begins to rain through, and as expected, even having Keith Lee make it to the end, still kept the crowd pissed off. Uh, This was reminiscent to Daniel Bryan, assuming to be out at number 30 and end up being Rey Mysterio at the Rumble before Mania 30. Um, This was, I've never sat more, I felt like the Brock Lesnar guy at Mania 30 when he lost. uh, When Taker lost. Round number three, Charlotte added to the Becky versus Ronda feud. You already brought that up. I don't need to talk about it. Uh, Number two, the Rusev, Lana, Lashley, Love Triangle. um, That now we found (laughs) out. ratings, bro. (laughs) Thanks, Vince Russo. Um, uh, But number one, this is more of a moment, unfortunately, not an angle. Um, but the worst moment of 2019 oh. for me was the death of Masushi Aoki. Yes. Um, 
as a big All Japan mark. Um, Aoki was was tremendous with that company. He was he was booking. You know, everything he was doing was great, and uh, you know, he made his I opponent mean, look hella strong in the Champions uh, Carnival this past God. year. I mean, every match was yeah. fantastic. That's you know such a good point. He gets put into they they they, they were going to put Junakiyama in there because there was an injury. I think it was Kazuma Sakamoto was supposed to be in, but I may be wrong. But he got hurt, and instead they put Aoki in to give him the shot. And I mean, everything Aoki did was tremendous. So kudos to All Japan too. They did not um, strip him of the title until it was officially ninety days yes. the defense. And a beautiful story with Hikaru Sato making it to the finals only to lose to Susumu Yokosuka when everybody, including myself, expected him to win and not the Dragon Gate guy. And then he, you know, he broke down and it just made such a great moment. Mm-hmm. You know, sat, great. And I, I think it's because he was always the, the understudy and I think it was great for him that he was able to make it to the finals. But yeah, uh, that's my worst moment of the year. I had to put in a bunch of angles and, you know, not to, not to damper the mood, but Aoki RIP, man, you were fucking fantastic yes um, yes you were worst feud of the year alex where are you going what worst feud did i not have that on the list no you you literally only had five things that's why i was or six things that's why i was like where's the feud where's this yeah, I don't, okay so i don't know i think i must have sent you something different than that i had saved to be must have been your I other co-host that you name in emails son of a bitch you're right Look, I have another show that I never told you about, and I got my line of communication backwards. Um, I'll just run through these then real fast so we can keep going, because we want to get to the good stuff anyway. Um, worst feud, I have Sarah Logan versus Dana Brooke on main events, because they literally had like a nine-match series <laughs> on main events. Who won? <laughs> um, I think it was Dana Brooke. She oh, did God. win at the XL Energy Center when I was screaming she's the female Kota Ibushi. Uh, to the confusion of a lot of people, and Jordan was very uncomfortable. But I was drunk by 6.45 because I knew I was going to Raw. We left by 8.30. Um, <laughs> Shane Van versus The Miz at number four. Uh, number three, Joe Coffey versus Walter and Pete Dunne because he's made event to two of the yeah. three UK shows. Uh, number two, Baron Corbin versus Shorty G. Um, oh. Yep, that was a thing. That was a thing. Uh, number one, Rusev Bobby Lashley. Wow, you really hate this feud. Yeah. Um, I mean, I now, don't watch it, so I, I don't know what's happening, except when I put the, that's embarrassing, and I was like, you're right. That is embarrassing. <laughs> um, two categories left, correct? Match and wrestler? Uh, match and worst male, worst female. Okay. I oh, there isn't a female. Okay. okay yeah. I, I mean, the I obvious the answer is, is Brandy Rhodes and Britt Baker and Dana Brooke. Not yeah, Britt Baker in the ring, but just booking. Of her we and announcing, we are in there. She's terrible. Okay, um, and uh, I don't know, I'm sure we could find somebody else to put in there. Awesome Kong sucks. Do you want to do? Too. Hey, hey, don't don't say that. Oh, she's awesome Sorry. on Glow. Worst Let's match or match. worst male? Okay, match. match. All righty, I'm gonna go Shane McMahon and The Miz taking on Usos at Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Just a goddamn horrific, boring ass match. How do you have that? Miz, the most decorated champion of the last decade, um, and just Shane McMahon swelling oh, like a pig in heat. Uh, number whatever, um, Lucha Bros taking on RVD and Sabu uh, during that oh, Impact geez. Mania weekend show. 
pretty much the size of the ring hindering their performance just made it god-awful. I'm pretty sure uh, Phoenix and Sabu hurt themselves many, many times in that. Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, Money in the Bank. Yeah, I'm not a Mysterio fan, but that doesn't mean I don't respect his athleticism and his matches at times. Samoa Joe is a beast, even though when he's not made to not look like one. Thankfully, his commentating hopefully got him in the good graces. But that match was just goddamn abysmal. Just like mm-hmm. Lars Sullivan taking on the Mexicans at Super Showdown. What do you have, like seven of them? Sent him away. Um, it was just horrific. I don't know why that happened. I never saw... I never saw the talent there, but it was very much a symbol of America over the last couple of years. But um, yeah, just not very good. Uh, oh. Number such and such. Brandy Rhodes and Allie at Fight for the Fallen. Oh, God. Woo! Oh, number God. whatever. Uh, G1 uh, sadly had a match in here that was just, uh, good God, abysmal. Even though uh, one of them, I thought, had a, a, a pretty good G1. Um, I forgot which night it was, but the date was July 24th. It was Hiroki Goto taking on Taiichi. It was just a very slow, awfully paced match. Nothing really got there. Taiichi, uh, as I found out, had like four pretty damn good matches in the G1 this year, especially the match with Naito. But this match reminded me why I hated Tichi as a junior heavyweight. Uh, numbers, num- what's that? I said Tichi. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> Number six, Becky Lynch and Natalia at SummerSlam. Hell, I'll just oh, go God. all of SummerSlam from Toronto. No Drake curse. Maybe there was a Drake curse because this card was. Uh, but mainly, again, <laughs> Becky Lynch and Natalia is just sloppy on sloppy on sloppy. This is usually the Natalia gets a title shot uh, season, and unfortunately she did not make uh, make a case on why she should ever get a title shot again. Of course, uh, next, of course, we had Dolph Ziggler getting uh, annihilated by Goldberg, which I think Goldberg made like $4 million from that, uh, which was oh, God. Uh, AJ and Ricochet just not inspiring. It was just, you know, you think with those two, it's like, oh my God, sign me up. Unfortunately, it made me want to almost cancel my subscription. Uh, <laughs> Bailey and Ember Moon, pretty good match. Of course, the, uh, the had a one good spot out of like a 10 minute match. So I guess that's something. Uh, Owens taking on Shane McMahon, of course, the stipulation. If he lost, he had to quit the E. Obviously, it didn't happen. Charlotte and Trish, kudos to Trish Stratish. It was just okay though sadly uh kofi and randy orton in one of their double countout matches the fiend uh beating down finn balor and then of course meaning devitt had to get married to a uh, fox deportes uh announcer and then of course find himself where the past is his future which is pretty tight and of course it was that bullshit seth rollins breck lesnar brock lesnar bs I forget if it was that or Mania, but how the hell does Seth Rollins beat Lesnar twice in one year? Good God. Um, next one, uh, any Dookie match in the battle, best of the Super Juniors. Uh, number four, Moose versus Ken Shamrock at Bound for Glory. Moose is horrible. That guy was in a in a hospital after this past Sunday, and I think his match was three minutes against, like, Tommy Dreamer or some shit. But good he God, this rhino. The the call your shot battle royal also from Bound for Glory. Why oh, was that God. thirty minutes? 
Oh, Shout out to Eddie Edwards. But why? Uh, number two, Seth Rollins and The Fiend. A DQ and a hell in a cell. The lights, I could sort of forgive. But how the hell do you get a disqualification in a hell in a cell match? Good God. Maybe turn on The Fiend character really quick, even though it is not his fault. But damn, that was bad. And of course, number one, worst match of the year, the decade, whatever you want to call it. One of the Saudi blood money uh, events here. The Phenom, The Undertaker, going against who's next? Hopefully no more. One Bill Goldberg. I would like to say that that was the greatest segment in WrestleCast Radio history because you were just spouting like 40 matches off while just throwing countdown numbers in the middle of it. Um, I have never been more impressed with your pro rest uh, on the radio. Um, your ability to lead a segment. Um, you should get a Tony Award or whatever the hell they give uh, <laughs> radio people. Um, you you encouraged me to pull up my list that I didn't even list on my top five worst match to just start spouting off some extra matches too. Um, <laughs> you were an inspiration. And uh, people with worst wrestling lists everywhere should be listening to Alex Mello and what he did from the uh, one one hour and 13 minute left to the one hour Time and seven minute it. left point. Time stamp. That was, that was, I don't think I could have done a six minute rant better than that, Alex. That's what I'm known for. Um, <laughs> I'm, I can't wait until you're back to the city. I'm going to take you out to Akita and we're going to get a buffet. <laughs> and it's just going to be all yes. about. Rumble weekend. <laughs> I have Sunday and Monday off. All right, well, it looks like I'm not working uh, that, that weekend, so I'm glad we got that. Well, I have to work that Saturday. No, I don't. I'm off that Saturday. I'm off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I already nice. took it off in case, um, and I'll close on Monday. Uh, yes, but you are you are a godsend. Thank you for that. I'm going to try my best to throw in some stuff here. I have um, three. I, have, I only have ten. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, I will throw these out. We have uh, from the one three nineteen impact Falaba and Kevin Matthews versus the Desi Hit Squad. Oh, um, from the new beginning in wherever the fuck they were on February third, Tetsuya Naito versus Taichi when uh, Naito was laid out for thirty eight minutes. Uh, from February second at the MLW Super Fight, the Lucha Bros versus the Heart Foundation. Oh yeah. Um, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte from Fastlane. Um, I also have Taiji Shimuri versus Marty Skrull from Night Three of the Best. Yeah. Now, to be I fair, mean, could I you think... blame his concussion? No, that's what I was going to say. To be fair, he had a concussion, but at the time of writing this, we did not know that, and I was pissed. Um, also from Fastlane, The Bar versus Kofi Kingston in a handicap match as he gets squashed on his road to oh. A lot of the ones that Alex has said, but I will then digress to my top five. At number five from GCW Backyard Wrestling, Marco versus Logan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, number four, Aaliyah versus Zia Lee from the 11-2019 NXT show. Uh, in the most obscure reference from the entire show, I can almost guarantee it right now, um, when I watched the February 18th, but I said I watched a lot of wrestling, Alex. Uh, this was episode number 1018, but the February 18th Ohio Valley Wrestling TV that's only wow. on YouTube. That's how much crap I watched this year. Wow. Uh, Brittany DeVore versus Jay Lee was 
just atrocious. Um, Brittany DeVore, I think, was a champion, too, which is even worse. Um, and these were very close, but I had, to, I had to do it this way. Number two, Bray Wyatt versus The Miz at TLC. I almost put that number one for the fact that we didn't even get – it wasn't even The Fiend. It was just Bray Wyatt. And he only hit two moves, and it was two Sister Abigails, and he hit them so hard, apparently, that he turned The Miz heel and forgot that he was even feuding with Bray Wyatt because now he's feuding with the New Day with John Morrison. So he was laid out to the point that he forgot his family got messed with and a creepy doll was in his kid's crib, and now he doesn't even remember that he was a good guy. So that's, that's how rough that night was for The Miz. Um, but it still does not stand the test of time against Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins from Hell in a Cell. Uh, might be the worst match of the entire decade. Wow. No, no, no. Really? Worse than Taker Goldberg? Yes. It, it was a Hell in a Cell that had a DQ finish. Or Oh, the Rollins one. That. Yes. Oh, yeah. gotcha. That was, and the red light and the, the, the cartoon hammer and oh, God. Um, and our last category as we uh, finish out our worst of awards, Alex, take it away. Worst wrestler of the year. Uh, Lars Sullivan, um, just because I, I don't think he's very good. Uh, has nothing to do with his past or anything. He's just not very good. And, oh, yeah, he he beat up four Mexicans. Um, Baron Corbin, not his fault. I'd say it's more asterisk booking. I would say it's more the booking of him. Corbin, to be fair, we always say, yeah, he gets, you know, get the hell away heat. But it's it, he, he plays the, the heel really well, I will say. But it's just so damn annoying when he's just thrusted in your face. He's essentially the heel Roman Reigns of WWE. Uh, number three... No, number four, uh, Dookie, just because, again, every match was just <laughs> bad. There's maybe one where I was like, oh, okay, that that was passable. One star. Um, Diamante from uh, here. My only thing, because I love R.E.D., they're trying to get that guy made. Uh, kudos to Cyber Kong for trying to get that done. He he is the true leader of R.E.D., the unsung hero, if you will. Um, but uh, to to his defense, again, he's a little green. I get it. But uh, there are some moves, man. He's got to make him. You know, he's got to make himself look strong. And and in some spots, he definitely makes himself look very very weak. Uh, number two, Seth Rollins. Uh, from the <laughs> lackluster matches to him being a whiny bitch. But letting his Twitter fingers, making him seem like a whiny bitch, uh, Seth Rollins, number two. Sorry, bro, come at me, CrossFit Jesus. I got what, I got a left and a right for you, and I could choke your ass out. Number yeah. one, though, uh, will always has to be, we should just rename this award. Yeah, he got some pins in the fall. But, you know, he's essentially the Natalia of New Japan. But F that guy. Yoshihashi. Take it away, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> Shout out to my blurred. They represent the realness. <laughs> um, you know, he came correct again. I don't know what else to say. Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't think you'd expect that one. I was, I was like, oh, I'm just throwing this in there. Sorry, after that last hot take, got to do another one. Um. This is where I'm going to, I'm going to, this is the first year I'm going to defer from the, 
from the the person who we've named the award with, my number five is Yoshihashi. <laughs> and and I say wow. that because I didn't see him a lot, and it was it was actually because he nice. tripped and broke his <laughs> nose and broke his face. <laughs> so kudos. You get so that right there, he's number one. Because you weren't even on TV. <laughs> um, my number four, I'll put him in here because I didn't have him before, uh, Bill Goldberg um, from his Killing wow. the Undertaker and himself. Uh, number three, <laughs> uh, oh, God, uh, Joe Coffey. Ooh. Oh, he's just so. The, I'm trying to think of the music that when they come on. It's like, oh, are you yeah. sure you're not thinking of his brother? No, no, Joe Coffey's getting made events. We don't. He almost killed Pete Dodge. No. Uh, number two, because he's the only man I've ever seen to not have a four star or higher match with Will Osprey this year, and it happened twice, and was actually the bookend on a six month run for Will Osprey. Yeah. Uh, the bad luck folly himself, the rogue general, uh, the lazy general. And my number one, uh, I, I have to tie it in with my worst match of the year uh, candidate, uh, who who Baron Corbin his way into multiple worst matches, so therefore he is my worst wrestler. Uh, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, Wyndham Rotunda, whatever the hell you want to call him, I don't care. You are number JoJo's one. JoJo's baby daddy. Thank you. Scrub. I mean, that's I'm going to call him Scrub Access is what his name is. Okay. Now, I'm going to do a quick count here and make sure. I have one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I have fifteen things for my for my best of. Is that the same? Making sure I didn't go off the wrong thing again. Do you have, you have what? How many? Fifteen. Let's see. It, it might only be fourteen because I split up single and tag for best matches because I had so many. But I just want to well, make sure. 13. I have 13. Okay. Um, Best story angle I have as one. I think I, I did that myself. So, yeah, I have angle, heel, face, feud. We have that company. Um, improved. Yep. Young gun. Breakout. Show. Oh, yeah, that's right. I merged all that to, like, breakout. That's right. Perfect. Okay, so then we should be good. All right, so let's start with a best angle. Alex, take it away, sir. Best angle. Um, man, that's tough. Uh, but I'm gonna say, uh, as a shout out, friend of the show, um, Canada's favorite son. Sorry, Chris Jericho. Uh, PCO winning the Ring of Honor championship. Hey! Success with Villain Enterprises. Pretty damn cool. Um, awesome like guy. That. Hell, he even followed you to find Destro to get you a shirt. At the first StarCast. So, uh, friend of the show, PCO, very, very awesome. Um, Also, again, the best story angle, uh, I I would say Brock Lesnar winning the money in the bank. I know a lot of people were pissed, Chris Jericho being one of them. But if it wasn't for that, we would never have gotten the boombox effect. The boombox rock was amazing for a couple of weeks that we got it. The cash-ins were stupid and lazy. Made him look stupid and lazy, which is not what you want. And then something about Cain Velasquez. But boombox Brock uh, is something that will always last in my heart. I will say that I liked his cash-in for the fact it came after the mixed tag at Extreme Rules. Because Seth was so distraught that Becky – that he – he hit end of days on Becky 
that he was trying to check on her, but then here comes Brock, and he's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm trying to pay it. Like, it was the first time I actually saw emotion and, like, real emotion in Seth Rollins. Like, I was like, oh, shit. So, I, I, I will say I had that as an angle that bothered me because I thought the match was so good. It was one of the best Money in the Bank matches, and I hated the finish because mm-hmm. Mustafa Ali stood there for 44 seconds staring, going, oh, no, it's Brock Lesnar. When he could have just went up a rug and said, well, screw you. I'm winning anyway. I'm going to get my ass kicked. Who cares? But yes, kudos, man. I like that. Good, good, good job. Good job. Keep rolling. I apologize. I forgot about the cash in too. I was like, well, mm-hmm. didn't he just beat what's his name? But yeah, yeah that it was some some pretty good stuff yeah, there. Because it, it, you don't think about it because there's this company's has trained you to not think good things happen. <laughs> you know, sad but true. <laughs> like, that was actually kind of a cool little moment. You know, but funny, funny. Uh, I'm going to go uh, next. Um, let's go, uh, women headlining WrestleMania, um, just not the right match, but still pretty damn good story. Pretty good angle. You know, that started in the, the end of 2018. And of course, you know, we got Ronda Rousey, Sasha Banks at the rumble, which a lot of people forget, which I still think is yeah. one of the better women matches of last year. Uh, I am then going to go, uh, to speaking of said wrestler, um, not Sasha Banks, but I should say events, the Royal Rumble. Becky Lynch facing Asuka, which I love this storyline going again a year later into the Royal Rumble. Uh, you know, losing to Asuka, um, the, the, the championship there. But then going into the Rumble, yeah, it was so bad with Finley saying, come on, let me in. And then Finley's like, go, oh, and of course she wins, <laughs> but it was still pretty damn cool uh, because she and is the, the man. Uh, the other aspect I well, have, Bret Hart coming out to, uh, I believe it was uh, Double or Nothing, uh, AEW, yes, Bret Hart showcasing the championship belt at All Elite Wrestling. And then he goes to SummerSlam to interact with Seth Rollins. So, <laughs> hey, him playing both sides, uh, kudos to you, Bret the Hitman Hart. Um and then my next one I have here. Sorry, I'm trying to uh, do multiple things here at once. No, um, no, no. Then I'm going to go with uh, talents left in Saudi Arabia. Hijacked, if you will, some would say. That's not the story or the angle. That was real life. But if it wasn't for that, Ryan, we wouldn't have NXT show up on Monday Night Raw and change the game and have that nexus effect, if you will. And then they were on Mondays. They were on Fridays. Then they were doing their own thing still on a Wednesday and catapulting ratings by going on to the USA Network. Um, but, uh, I mean, it made NXT shine. It, uh, you know, showcased them. And I'm sorry, guys, who said, oh, they, uh, they just needed Raw and SmackDown. No nerds and losers. Not even nerds, losers. They needed NXT to make them interesting on Monday and Friday nights. And you know what? They deserve to kick ass at Survivor Series because it wasn't for them. That would have been on one of the worst shows of the year. Uh, Number three, I'm going to go with um, essentially Ben K, proving that he could take on the Dragon Gate elders as he was, you know, heavyweight champion. Taking on Yamato, Mokuzuki, uh, Yoshino, I'm sure I just made up that name, uh, and then Hiroshima, uh, you know, kind of coming in, or, or and, and, and Hiroshima, nope. is that the right one? Yeah, <laughs> winning the no, belt there. That's DDP. Yeah, no, not Hiroshima, Rookie Doi. Uh, the Rookie Doi. And just pull a Triple H. The Rookie Doi, sorry. <laughs> that's that what I was trying to look up with the cage matches, because I'm like, 
because after he won the title from Pac, he had the match with Gita, I want to say. Um, he, he worked uh, Yoshino, Yamato, Masaki Mochizuki. Yeah, so it was like the elders of Dragon Gate. Yep. Shout out to my words. Like... They represent the realness. <laughs> <laughs> Hiroshima. Um, <laughs> okay, I got all that. This is as crazy as Momura coming out. I'm like, oh, why don't you tell me you find these things? I thought I'm the one who delivers these matches, and you're like, hold my beer. Number two, just because it was damn cool. Uh, Someone who asked for his release from NXT from the grips of Vincent Kennedy McMahon and getting that release pretty much immediately, no compete clause or anything like that, goes to Japan. Everybody was thinking he's going to show up in Noah or he's going to show up here. Nope. He showed up at New Japan. Dominion, I believe. Also, who does he walk out with? His best friend, Shibata. And you know what he does? He lays his ass out. And then he generates the most heat I've seen probably since Jay White in 2018 there. Attacked the shit out of him. Everyone's like, Shibata, no! And then you know what? Yanks the rug out of anybody, Ryan included, of there being a match, potential matchup, just a one-off there. And uh, just Kenta having a fantastic last six months and the continuation of what he's doing over in new Japan. And of course, aligning himself with bullet club and making that faction. I'm going to say this is a pretty damn cool incarnation. Sorry, elite, but I'm feelish bullet club a lot more. Seems like the heyday of the originality of machine gun and Devitt and Fale and so on and so on. And the destiny got swag for days with those guys i love them or hate them oh i'm a i'm a mark for god with kenta and white i'm a mark for god because uh sorry guys kayfabe alert but they're just nice dudes yeah they're (laughs) not seeing them it's not we don't have any more shirts do you guys still want to come take a picture i mean we know we got like oh my god tamataga you are a sweetheart (laughs) <laughs> then he comes out, ain't nobody really than gorillas. And I'm like, oh my god! Coming oh, out with that Predator Two mask. God, I love, I love Tabat. I don't care what anyone says. Tabataga is one of my like, like I'm most grown guys out. that I don't talk about. But I'm like, oh, he's fucking cool, man. I like Tabataga. Gorilla <laughs> tactics. What? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, uh, all elite wrestling coming to life. Um, the excitement for the product, of course, kind of started uh, before it was even all elite uh, over where we were at uh, in 2018, all in uh, over at the suburb in Chicago there. Um, not in Chicago, outside of Chicago. Uh, Schaumburg, whatever the hell, uh, Sears Center. But anywho, um, the sellouts <laughs> that they had, you know, yeah, they are they saturating Chicago? Maybe, but you know what? That ish is selling out. Um, and also they brought wrestling back to TNT. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a Wednesday night nitro in some aspects, but hey, they've only been around for four months. And you know what? It's only going to get bigger and better when uh, the revival or the Shatter Machine come and, and enhance that Ooh, tag division and breathe some fresh game. life into there. So um, that's what I got for the best story angle of 2019. Man, Damn, that's tight as hell. The Shatter Machine, let's go. I hope they can start soon. Um, Shout out! They were the they were the tag team I had to bump off when I had eleven teams. Sorry, the revival. Um, uh, angle of the year, my number five. This was an obvious one, but I loved it because 
Nike came off like a billion bucks when it happened. And, and a lot of times when people, everyone can, can see the angle already happening. They, they kind of can't make it work, but they pulled this off. And I can't, I hope the payoff happens WrestleMania weekend, but we'll see. But Dakota Kai turning on Tegan Knox, I loved it. Dakota Kai, you know, I, I'm glad they're kind of cooling her out a little bit because I think they're going to bring her back when, when they're going to bring uh, Nixon Newell back or Tegan Knox. But I love that angle. Uh, number four, Kofi winning at Mania. That was the second time you could say in WWE history where the fans actually got their way. Uh, Mania 30, obviously, was the first time with Daniel Bryan. Um, but, you know, Kofi, Kofi got in there with – you know, I, wonder, I always wonder, too, Alex, what would have happened if, if Mustafa Ali would have been in that match? I was just you know? thinking that. Yeah. But, you know – Ali and, Mania. He's damn good. I mean, maybe they were going to go that way because they, they see something. But you know, it, you remember he was started... supposed to be a vigilante like three months ago, and then they just dropped that that weird vignettes of like that woman yeah, huffing like... crack and <laughs> the like, Mexican the doing something field. illegal, looking shit. He was like he was like Patrick Swayze and Ghost. They couldn't see him, but he was there. <laughs> then he helped move oh, the, the the penny up the window. Anyway, um, but it, and it ties into uh, you know with you having, having Kofi with that, you know, with the, the bad run is, you know, I, I understand Kofi was your transition and you, the whole point was to get Velasquez over with Lesnar, but Ugh. Kofi's never been your main eventer. He's always been your awesome mid card guy, kind of like Dolph Ziggler, which I've learned to accept and guys like that. And the moment. Yeah, but Dolph main evented for years. Yeah, but yeah, but he never as champion, it didn't work. He never oh. was over as champion. And, you know, the, one of the biggest pops ever was Dolph cashing in um, the night after Mania. That was Kofi beating Daniel Bryan. But then it's like you, you should have had Daniel Bryan, I think, beat him back for it. Mm. I, everyone wanted the moment. We didn't need the run because the run just didn't work because you knew it wasn't going to be booked correctly. It's just like like Jack Swagger when he won when he cashed in on Edge and Chris Jericho that that two yeah, they had him face a seven hundred pounder exactly but that that's where I'm going with it is is the crowd popped so hard for it but then they booked him like shit against Big Show and Kane mm-hmm. you know it's, Daniel Bryan gets booked against Kane after he wins the title it's just it, it, and that's why I thought the angle was so good is because they did that right and I knew I I, I just remember going well. It's all going to change on Monday. And then they give us title for title and they don't actually do the match. And it's like, yep, they pulled the wool out from our eyes already. Oh, <laughs> see a title run. Uh, number three, this is one on your list, the NXT SmackDown Invasion. I thought that was the best episode of American wrestling television all year. Um, and they did it right. They had Cole go over clean on Daniel Bryan. Um, the women came in and looked strong. The tags looked strong. This angle was brilliant. It was one of the best shows, and it sucks because this was like it made Rhea after. Ripley a star. Yeah, Legit. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Oh, for sure. You know, and this this was part of of Adam Cole having this this run of a month with Keith, with Adam Cole working all three shows, and then the NXT show Survivor Series just twenty four seven. He went to Evolve even. Um, this that's what got him into my wrestler of the year list is because of this run showed that this is the Adam Cole that I've loved and and they gave him the ball and he ran with it because he just needed that, that opportunity to show that he could do it and he did 
he showed that he was a main event player. Uh, yeah. Just has done so well. Uh, my number two was Tetsuya Endo cashing in after I was already shocked that Daisuke Sasaki beat yeah. Kishida coming to America. But then they have Endo cash in, um, giving you two title changes at coming to America, which, you know, gave us, well, we argued was the best show of Mania Weekend because DDT mm-hmm. just does big shows correctly. They're the only company that can do a seven-hour show, and I'm glued to all seven hours. And to I be fair, there were like 27 title changes that show. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and there, was, <laughs> there was four Iron Metal heavyweight title changes between Makoto Oishi, Kazuki Hirata, uh, uh, Maki Ito, and Dan Choco Dito, or Dan Choco oh, yeah. Dito, all after the Endo title win. So, like, we had, we had the main event and then five title changes. So, there's six title changes at the main event and after. Um, and then my number one angle, obviously, was the G1 Climax Finals, Kenta turning on Shibata, sitting on his chest. Um, you went into it, so I don't need to, but that was my angle of the year. Just tremendous. Uh, Alex, what do you got for heel of the year? Being on his chest. Alrighty. Heel of the year, you say. Um, I'm going to go with the newly uh, transformed heel. As I uh, mentioned earlier, he stated that the past will be his future, of course, a Finn Balor, uh, the prince, if you will. Um, I liked what he did. I love the Pele kick uh, to, uh, to to Gargano to kind of, you know, say, okay, and then, you know, he's doing the finger gun, so it's tight. Um, I'm all for this. Uh, coming in at number five, so he's an honorable mention, I suppose. Iowantanabe, uh, he's kind of turning his back on his uh, brother and and then joining R.E.D. and belonging in the uh, the the, the merry merry hood of scumbags. So Iowantanabe, God bless. Uh, coming in at number two. Um, see, this is tough because it can go all the way around. Um, honestly, these are these four are all number one in my heart, but I'm just gonna go with what I have here. Uh, number four, when you could spit at fans, tear up signs, talk some shit, and flick off children. You are number one in my heart, uh, El Fantasmo LP. Not only can he jump on the ropes numerous times, make it look simple, even though it'd fall and bust my cranium, uh, he is awesome on the mic with the crowd work. Hell, as a tag team with Bone Soldier, Ryan. Yes, Bone Soldier. So LP number four. Number two, Ata. Speaking of R.E.D., is the biggest scumbag I have seen, and he is wonderful at it. R.E.D. is so amazing, <laughs> but Ata... Just there. Number two, uh, I'm going to have to go. Uh, this is tough. You can flip-flop, but Switchblade himself, Jay White, uh, getting shredded, growing that goatee. He looks heelish as ever. God bless. Ring work is getting a little, uh, you know, same old shit here and there. I can get the complaints, but, um, you know, still putting, putting in good matches, especially in that G1 final against Abushi. Um, as well as uh, Ryan says, five stars with Naito, night one. Oh. I like their match in the G1 as well, but uh, Jay White healing it up. Uh, hey, don't forget, he also beat Okada when Ryan went to Japan to see Okada. Uh, so that's heel as right there. Uh, number yeah, one, is. of course, as we alluded to, Kenta, in all caps, go to Sleep Club at its finest. He turned on his friend. That's awesome. And he's just making everyone pay. He He lost to a a double champion. He lost his way up to a double championship. Yeah, it's 2020, but again, only the best heel in the world could do that. And that started in 2019. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, My honorable mention goes to Pac. 
Um, he's he's a bastard. That's about the easiest way to put it. He's he's just grimy. Uh, his stuff that he was doing in Dragon Gate for the first half of the year was tremendous. Um, <clears throat> cooled down a little bit after that, but it, I mean, it was such a considerably great run. He was going to places like Riptide when he had that awesome match with uh, Car Noir. Just just everywhere he went was was just tremendous working with Pac. And you know, call him a healer or not, but he ain't going job to you until he loses that title. So if you want him to put your guy over, he ain't coming to your company. Kick rocks, love it. Uh, my number five is Kenta. I would have had him higher like you did. It just it was too late in the year. But, man, it was such an impactful way to do it. So kudos to him for that. Number four, I have MJF because that guy just legit cuts heel promo after heel promo. And he's on a babyface team, still cutting heel promos. Can't, can't stop him from uh, doing what he does best. Uh, my number three, I still think, is one of the best heel women wrestlers in, in the last decade, Shayna Baszler. I will always put her on my list because she is legit. Everything she touches on that. Uh, my number two, you already alluded to him, Ata. Not much to say there. You you were you hit it on there. And my number one is the switchblade himself, Jay White. Very very nice. Best face. This is hard because in my eyes, Shayna Baszler um, is the best face in all of, uh, of women's wrestling. But of course I'm sure there's others. Um, but my number five, just because again, <laughs> she's had a hell of a last couple of months here that included, uh, you know, kind of making some noise when NXT invaded raw and SmackDown or should I SmackDown and raw um, Rhea Ripley. I mean, my God, from winning the title, the last, you know, the last week of 2019, Getting that huge send-off, people have been hot for Rhea Ripley. So um, this is a hard one to kind of manage because, again, I think MJF is a great face because he speaks it like how it is. And isn't that what faces do? Um, Number four, Johnny Gargano. Um, Of course, uh, I mean, he's Johnny Wrestling. Yeah, he, he went to a dark place here and there. Every once in a while, but still, he's Johnny Wrestling. Uh, number three, um, George Mazanin, a.k.a. Mrs. Dad, a.k.a. Yeah. the meme that uh, keeps on giving. He stood up for his family, he stood up for his son, and he stood up to shame the man at WrestleMania. Get him on the 2021 uh, WWE 2K game. Uh, number yeah. two, Ben K. Um, this guy yeah. having a crazy task of after defeating your Dragon Gate champion for what almost two years undefeated Pac before he you know he, he descends into all elite wrestling uh, again he faced the elders of Dragon Gate celebrating twenty years you know pretty damn cool um, and and for him you know I, I always joke yeah he's the Roman Reigns of Dragon Gate but you know what he has the fans behind him though he doesn't kind of push everything over and he's improved match after match and number one let's be real the guy gets the biggest pop anywhere he goes whether it's on twitter ascending from the ground to the arena uh even if he's bleeding profusely even missing after missing a dive but let's be real Cody Rowe, Cody, I apologize, American Nightmare. Just don't play fireworks near your dog. That was the most heelish thing of all time, but <laughs> let's be real. That's that's a number one. Uh, my number five is uh, Yuka Sakazaki, uh, the, the genie girl from Tokyo Joshi Pro. She's always, I thought, ah! she was a, I thought she was a heel. 
Oh no, she's a she's a big time baby face. Um, she put on one of my top matches of the year with Shoko Nakajima at DDT Ultimate Party. Um, full five stars. The the build up to it, the emotion between the two of them after, um, you know, two great friends doing it for the crowd. It was, it was, I mean, that match was incredible. But Yuka Sakazaki, she just was on another level this year. She helped bring Tokyo Joshi Pro. I think I think you could comfortably say they're ahead of Sendai Girls now as the number two women's promotion behind Stardom. I know there's some people that that will argue Ice Ribbon and and, and Sendai Girls, probably not Seedling, but the other two, or probably not Oz Academy either. But but you know mostly mostly Sendai Girls is number two. I'm gonna say Tokyo Joshi Pro because um, she went she went on the Ultimate Party and had the best match of the night with with Nakajima, and that was a show that had Kenny Omega on it. So. Um, that says a lot. She was tremendous. Go out of your way to watch those shows. And guys, once again, if you haven't seen it, watch that damn match. Oh, it was so good. Uh, my number four, Alex copied my piece of paper, Johnny Gargano. Um, you, you know, it's, it's Johnny Wrestling. He's got to be on this list somewhere, so I slot him there. Um, he sits behind at number three, his wife, Candice LeRae, who I'm so glad they finally brought her on TV. They finally let Candice see Candice, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> by bringing her out and incorporating her with Io Shirai, we got some of the best stuff all year and really took that NXT women's division as one of the best things in all of pro wrestling. So mm-hmm. kudos, Candice, deserve it. Um, I should have said you deserve it because that's my least favorite chant in all of wrestling. I apologize for that. Uh, my number two goes to a man that he still hasn't signed. Alex, I'm still scared to this day that he's going to end up in WWE at some point on one of these ah. But um, the man with the greatest entrance in all of pro wrestling, Jiro Eichmann Kuroshio, uh, oh, the man yeah. who comes out and as the chorus breaks down, he gets in the ring and gets right back out of the ring to go dance and celebrate even more with the crowd. Uh, gets back. Yeah, I thought that guy was heel AF. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. He, him and Mao climb to the top of the balcony. Yes. And, uh, he, he, you know, oh, stay um, tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Jiro Eichmann Kuroshio, um, he was the 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 guy against the antagonists of strong hearts um in wrestle one he was also an antagonist or the the guy who was feuding with shotaro ashino in infants to reblaze before strong hearts got there so he's been he's been just just carrying wrestle one with a lot of these guys i once again i still hope he doesn't jump ship because i know how bad they want him and i hope he doesn't go but Kudos, Jiro. Uh, you're one of my favorite in the world, and I'm, I'm so glad you're still with us. And don't need to say it. Number one, obviously, Cody. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no arguing. <laughs> um, Alex, let's uh, move on to feud. I don't need to talk about Cody. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> That's you. You picked that. That's funny. Because I was like, man, he's going to give me so much shit for that. Um uh, about it. I mean, how do you argue it? You yeah. can't. I mean, this guy cuts the best promos. He he gets so much sympathy. Oh, the way Darby Allen books, is tight. He, the way he books his a like you can tell the good stuff on AEW is the stuff mm-hmm. Cody touches. You know what I mean? Agreed. And it's just yeah, he's just so good. So Jeez, good. Darby Allen, my God, ah. Uh, Feud. Uh, I would oh, say I if Ryan had a worst feud uh, of the year, he probably. 
the sun, but hey, they had some good matches. Yeah, I'm a mark. Get over it, Ryan. But Young Bucks, Lucha Bros. Um, yeah, they yeah. wrestled 1,027 times, uh, but 99% of those times, it was amazing. Whether it was tag, six mans, eight mans, whatever you call it, pretty damn cool. Um, yeah, I, let me say this real quick. If you have any of their stuff in your match of the year, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even clown that. I, I think it's a tremendous pick. I think they're tremendous matches. Just It's just one of those things where I've seen it so much. It was like, I, I, I can't see it anymore and, and mm-hmm. be marveled by it. But I will respect what they do. And I'm glad you put that on there. And look that, what they did. They're, they're separating mm-hmm. them. You yeah, know, what, yeah, what they're doing right, right now. So You're right. No, but kudos, man. I, I think they deserve to be on one of the lists. I really do. because And, and that's one of the ones, too, when we combine them to make the ballot that we send out. If you, I will not be mad if we put that as one of the five on the list because it was great. It was great. Yeah. I just, you know, it's, it's just. Their match it all out, I thought was awesome. I thought mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Meltzer went 5.75 five and or some shit on it. Like, people Jeez. said it was one of the best matches of the year. I just went, my God, these are the most incredible athletes, and they don't botch, and their storytelling is so great. But I've seen them have well, 94 ladder matches. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, they botch. <laughs> you know, like I said before, Ray Phoenix is so good that when mm-hmm. he botches, I just got to go, ah, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, like he knows how to cover else, it up very well. Yeah, you know, but I see somebody else botch, and I'm like, get him out of the freaking ring, you know. But I'm like, oh, Phoenix, that's okay. He tries to jump 17 times off of a rope. I'll cut him some slack because he's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but I apologize. I apologize jumping in there. I just wanted to. Um, honorable mentions as well. Uh, I'm gonna go Okada Sonata, even though really because Okada beats him. Yeah, Sonata what got a W finally this year, but. Uh, you know, again, Okada calls him his rival, but really? Um, <laughs> but I'm going to have to go. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, God, what was that? I, the reason why I brought that up as an honorable mention. Oh, uh, Naito, Tetsuya Naito and Kota Ibushi. Hard-hitting matches. They were concussing each other. They're throwing each other on tables. Uh, it, they're just they're, they're amazing. Whether it's at the Garden, whether it's at Dominion, what have you. Just an awesome feud to kind of go throughout the year. Uh, number three, Ben K versus the Dragon Gate old hat. He didn't really awesome. even feud with R.E.D. He was just like, no, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, the, the most obvious feud, but they said, you know what, we're going to throw you against the vets. We're going to see what you can do. Of course, you know, shockingly losing the title uh, to Harish. No, I'm kidding. The rookie doy, uh, you know, for, for that there. So I, I thought that was amazing. Could you imagine Ryan? So many Ben K. Shout outs? Does, does it? Oh, I think it's fantastic because of how much you're like, well, um, thanks for the login. This is my shit. And I was like, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was literally what it became because of all the. Yeah. I mean, God, look at Larry Dallas. Shout out to Larry Dallas. He follows us on Twitter. We've become a, you know, we're like, I guess we're becoming a Dragon Gate show. Um, yeah. right, the, the Ben K is cool. Contact us, Dragon Gate. We'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll be your American Puro show. Yeah, we'll we'll uh we got your back, man. I mean, you're gonna get some we'll partner with voices of wrestling. Hit us it, up. It, hey, we can we they, they might they might have seen more. But we're gonna give you more. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Um, but you know that's the one thing I'll say too that was so good about it is he didn't even feud with Red yet, and then they have him lose the title and completely throw you for a loop because it's like, well, he's not gonna lose the title. He hasn't gone through Big R and H on those guys yet. Like, <laughs> God. 
kudos to the booking, man. But I, 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 oh, totally. I, just, I was so glad you, I, I'm, like I said, your, your full award ballot is making me marks <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go number two. John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, Matthew Good, whatever you want to say. Him against the WWE. Uh, You know, he was like, you know what? I'm out. I don't want to resign. I'm done. And they were like, hey, we'll give you 200 bucks to do the final Shield show. And, you know, that was the last of many, many straws. Of course, he does the podcast with the uh, PW Torch guy. Um, and you know, it was eye opening, you know, he just let it all hang out even saying Vince wanted me to say something about Roman Reigns, you know, uh, leukemia diagnosis that I just didn't want to see, uh, or actually he said that on Jericho's podcast, but, um, you know, two hard hitting interviews. Of course, I didn't see the thing at Starcast at all out that sit down there, but, um, I mean, it was some intriguing stuff, you know, a la circa 2014, 2015 with CM Punk and his uh, WWE departure. And, of course, number one, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano. These were two guys I didn't get for many, many years. Didn't watch their Evolve stuff. Didn't really watch Adam Cole, Ring of Honor, Johnny Gargano, Dragon Gate USA. I saw clips. I heard of them. You marked out for them over this past decade. But, again, as the old intro said, eh, I don't get it. I get it now. These guys were amazing put it all on the line 40 plus minutes each time they were in the ring and it was a master class in how something out of Stanford, Connecticut could be so watchable and get you so immersed. So Cole Gargano, feud of the year. Kudos, man. Um, I had a tie for my number five. Uh, one of them is Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano that you just mentioned. Uh, fantastic feud. It's really good matches. Um, a lot of them cons- uh, consecutively too, so they really, really hit home the, the feud. So kudos to them for that. Um, it is it is tied up with my other number five, Yuji Okabayashi, and uh, Takuya to, to Nomura, who I mentioned earlier was thank God they're going to give Nomura the rub, and then oh no, they're not going to give him the rub. They're going to have Kohei Sato win so they can give it to Daichi Hashimoto, <laughs> and that's uh, <laughs> that was where that feud ended up going, but. I mean, between the tag matches and then the callbacks and their their awesome match at Ryu, Ryu Go, or um, over the summer before Ryu Goku time, when I thought that's where they were going to go, um, these two guys just went ham. They made Takuya Nomura look like a star, and it showed why Yuji Okabayashi is one of the best wrestlers alive, uh, especially in the last last year. So, kudos to that feud. Number four, because well, I, I hadn't seen somebody finally dethrone her. And she gets the credit for it. But Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley is my number four feud. Ah. Hey, you know, kudos, kudos to you guys. I like it. A feud. They did a great job of making Shayna Baszler look vulnerable finally, which I thought mm-hmm. was good because it built, it, it, it put more of her character out there. So we got to see more from Shayna. Um, and it was, it was nice seeing Rhea Ripley come in after all the momentum she had from the Mae Young Classic and then just kind of disappearing to really, really having having a, a great little run and now she's the champ and she's over and you know we'll see what happens next with Baszler but it was a great way to end the year out I uh, number three Tetsuya Naito Kota Ibushi as you brought up already um number two was Kento Miyahara and Jake Lee I put this on there because nice. yesterday I like a bunch that. of matches but the fact that Lee wins the Royal Road and then he gets the the title match at the Corican show, which 
you know, it was like, oh my God, you know, he won Royal Road. He's, you know, they're going to do it. He's going to beat Miyahara. And this is where I didn't say earlier, I, I say the great thing about the Miyahara title run with him going, God, he just beats everybody. We don't, he's never going to, you know, is he ever going to lose type thing? Is Jake Lee beats Royal Road. And then they have their, their rematch where he kicks out of the straight jacket Sherman, which both of us said we couldn't believe and have never seen mm-hmm. before. He hits the backdrop driver to us going, oh, my God, he's winning the title. And then Miyahara kicks out of that. Then they have that happen. And I know it yeah. doesn't have anything to do with, with 2019, but it does in a way because four days into 2020, we already knew the match was going to happen. But we went, oh, my God, they're doing Jake Lee at Corican on January 3rd. He's going to beat Miyahara for the title. So that's how the much trigger. Yeah, so that's how much that this feud led you on with things. So I had that so high. And my number one feud, this was this was one of the easier picks for me. The the payoff didn't deliver as much as I wanted it to, but God forbid it's two of my all timers. Um and the build to this feud was some of the best stuff I've seen on television in years. Minero Suzuki, Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, I mean, this was just just incredible. The unmasking him I'm I'm gonna kill you and and oh it was just so good like I said the yeah the, that's the my actual number one match wasn't what <laughs> he's like shit Liger Suzuki yeah um yeah just incredible I mean and, and the best part was you never saw it coming and then they just started doing it on tags and then 20 matches later everyone's like oh my god they're gonna let these guys fight <laughs> mm-hmm. so. That's my food of the year. Uh, Alex, moving on, company of the year. What do you got? I I love that. <laughs> They're mad. My only gripe with that is they should have saved that for the Dome. I get why they did it early on. You could have stretched it out. What was that, King of Pro Wrestling? Their match yeah, was? Yeah, it was October. And I, and like, Which you're a fool, by the way, uh, because some list, some New Japan credible list, I think they named it the, the match. Oh, I couldn't. And, like, and I was I, like I validated. Like I get some people who really, really liked it and, and why they liked it. But I just, if I had a blood feud in front of me, I don't want him doing like chain wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that. That's not what a blood feud is. So, but that's, you know, Suzuki and a, yeah, he's an MMA murderer, but, but you know, he, he has respect as he showed after the match, but, but we'll get into that a little later. He, on. he tried to kill Frickin' Hiroki Goto at Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but no one likes Hiroki Goto. Come on. Shout out to Hiroki Goto, who wears a shirt that says A or G is for G1, or, you know, or G1 is for Goto, and he wore it after the G1 when he didn't even make the final. Yeah. He's, he's such a geek. <laughs> come on, come on, Goto. I love Goto. That's so crazy. I'm, I'm like, why are you wearing that for, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Um, weird honorable mention for me. Uh, I got two of them. Warrior Wrestling Ooh. doing big, big things this year. Um, and and starting it off uh, February fifteenth this year. Um, over in my backyard of Chicago Heights, Illinois. And then All Elite Wrestling. It's crazy. They're not even in my top five, but honorable mention. Yeah, some things here and there, but I, I thought their you know earlier shows, Fight for the Fallen, um, and Double or Nothing. Some really, really awesome shows. Full Gear was actually a really good card, and of course, All Out. Uh, coming in at number five for me, this is tough. Uh, I'm going to go NXT. 
Yeah, I oh, get cool. it. It's a subset of WWE, but NXT to me is its own subdivision. It's like uh, focus features, you know, the independent, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, branch of I believe it was Sony. So uh, NXT at number five, number four, Game Changer Wrestling (GCW), yeah. the the ECW of this generation you millennials you enjoy game changer while you can because it is some amazing stuff uh coming at a number three i'm flipping it as i'm reading it here and it pains me uh but ddt coming at number three amazing shows like you said you're doing a double titles uh switch you know at your wrestlemania weekend shows in jersey Come to America, some really good stuff between damnation members, by the way, which is really crazy. Um, <laughs> and then just being so inventive, and that wrestling, uh, the wrestlers documentary on Viceland, which kudos to them oh, for the wrestling documentaries this year, just made me appreciate them a lot more. Takagi, you know, Abushi's history, of course, Kenny Omega, Michael Nakazawa, um, and of course, Takashita kind of being the face, and Chris Brooks just finding his spot. And is a big star already in the uh, the six seven months he's been in Japan with DDT. Number two, Dragon Gate. Um, we went to a show back in 2010, and uh, I picked it up uh, ten years uh, nine years later. So um, <laughs> it's it's you know of course I'd known the talent you know that that's been in Dragon Gate Dragon Gate USA over the last decade, but uh, finally watching them for a good uh, seven to eight month period just makes me appreciate Ben K. My God, he's overtaking my list, but I appreciate the hell out of it, but I appreciate (laughs) R.E.D. as well. Uh, And number one, I mean, it should just be called the New Japan Pro Wrestling Award. Ryan (laughs) Sandoway. I will, uh, real quick, before I drop my my, uh, company awards, I see a familiar face giving us a buzz. What is going on, yeah. sir? First things first, obviously, if, uh, if the rest of the year isn't bad, I don't know who is. Um, second, of, second of all, I do come bearing good news, good good things before after saying that comment. Uh, after a decade of waiting, uh, Cameron released new music with Purple Haze 2. Ryan, I just thought I had to call and give you that heads up oh. before. Uh, before, before oh. uh, you- you get hit with the same thing Alex got hit with earlier. Shout out to my blurred. They represent the realness. Alex cut the greatest rant in WrestleCast history. <laughs> so I get a good one for giving you the announcement of, uh, of, of, of Cameron. That's what's up. I hope uh, there's medallions and scallions. Pews, oh, God. Shooting, shooting. Uh, keep up the good show, uh, guys. I know it's your award show. I will take it to the plane to get a good Mrs. Dad reference if I can uh, because I'd like to retire it after this episode. Thank you. Have a wonderful night, guys. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, Jordan. Lightning Wild Sportscast Radio will be in the building. Uh, let me jump in here with company. Man, Purple Haze 2, Alex, I cannot wait. I'm going to be playing some NBA tonight with my headphones on. Um, <laughs> uh, um, now, tying back to what I said earlier, honorable mention for company of the year, Pro Wrestling Noah. They, ah. they, they put on, they, they had a, a, a Nosawa Rungai is booking the company. They continue the push of of Kaito Kiyomiya, and they go with it. He holds the title for the entire calendar year. Um, and it, now, I'm going to say this, too. If I would have had better access to Noah and I would have been able to see more of it, I only saw Noah the best, and then I saw what I saw when I was in Tokyo. But I would have had Kento, or Kano versus Kaito Kiyomiya as one of my top three feuds of the year. 
The only reason I didn't is because I didn't get to see all the tag stuff. But they had them, you know, they, they, it was it was back to back one, you know, shows at Corican for WrestleMania weekend where they were each champion facing each other. Then they tagged in the champion, their tag league, and then they feuded at the end of the year. I mean, just this giant, giant thing. But with the way that they booked Access, who might be one of the best tag teams in the last 10 years together, it's just this company does everything right, but there's just no exposure. So that's why I said I'm going to talk about them twice as as the honorable mention to the best and worst company of the year for me. Um, but I, <laughs> awesome, I get awesome. into it. My number five, Game Changer Wrestling. They're the best company in America. Dare I dare somebody to prove me wrong, just as Alex said, Game Changer. They don't do anything wrong. They're, they're tremendous. Uh, my number four, Stardom. I, I watched an entire half a year of Stardom in about a month and a half, and I have fallen in love with it. These women are some of the best workers in the entire world. I, um, I, I urge people, if you're looking for history, lo- listen to our Pro Wrestling for Dummies uh, edition of Stardom. There's a lot of good stuff on there, but what they're doing right now is just tremendous. Arisa mm-hmm. Hoshiki is, might be the best women's wrestler, one of the best women's wrestlers alive. Uh, Mayo Iwatani is just having a calendar year as well. Everything they do is great. They made Hanakamura a star. The controversy happened with, with some retirees, but they brought in Julia from Ice Ribbon, who's having a hell of a run in her couple months with the company. So keep keep an eye out for them. Jungle Kyoto and, and Konami, the tag champs. I mean, everything they're doing is so good. Uh, number three, I had a tie between All Japan and DDT. DDT for the fact that they put on the best big shows of any company in the world. Uh, you, you can't you can't dispute that they can take seven hours and make it the easiest watch ever. But I also had to tie All Japan into it because while All Japan doesn't have big shows, I don't think there's one company in 2019 that had bigger main event matches than All Japan. If you turn on an All Japan Cork and Hall main event, you knew you had a chance to see the best match of the of the year. Um, yeah. Whether it was Jake Lee and Miyahara, Nomura and Miyahara, Zeus and Miyahara the stuff with Okabayashi in the, in the, the carnival. Um, Don't forget Zeus and Miyahara or, or uh, Miyahara, Kenzo Miyahara and Jake Lee. Don't forget those. <laughs> Damn. Cause they have so much. Um, or, you know, be at the tag stuff with the violent giants, Zeus and Raoji Sai. I mean, everything was just so with that company. Uh, Breaking news. Sydney Zion Williamson will be uh, debuting January 22nd. Let's go, Sid. I mean, he might have school that day, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, number two, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and my number one company of the year. Whoa! Dragon Gate. Whoa! Whoa! Did you just say number two, New Japan Pro Wrestling? Yep. Dragon Gate. You know, getting back into Dragon Gate, how I I loved watching it back in the day, and having you there with me, and we kind of rode this together as getting back into something together that we weren't with. The last six months, I don't think there's any company that that could touch show by show basis. I agree. I agree with that. I just, you know, it's one of those things. The Dragon Gate might not be for everybody because the matches are so different. But if you like that style of wrestling, you nobody can touch Dragon Gate. So that's my that's my way. Dragon Gate's like a weird mixture. I mean, they don't do too much comedy. I mean, yes and no. Obviously, you got the the stalker. And uh, I guess uh, 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 what's his name, S- Super Strong Machine J. Um, it's just, anyways. Uh, but 
But anywho, wow, that's crazy. But I agree. It's the one promotion where I think of the most, just because, again, it more entangles a lot of that style. But New Japan does the same thing as well. It's crazy. The reason why I say New Japan is number Mm -hmm. one is because they have, like, three events in my best events. So, so the reason I put this is what swayed me when I, today when I finally finalized this was after the G1, I tend to take two three months off from New Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing against them; it's just I don't care about the world tag. <laughs> the tag league. Yeah, yeah, no you know, no and even the junior tag league, I don't always get behind. And power struggle has been kind of blah the last couple of years, and. You know, it's just one of those things where after the G1, I just kind of coast until Wrestle Kingdom. Whereas Dragon Gate just, I mean, from the Ben K turn to the Kaito Ashida turn to the Hio Watanabe turn. Yeah. The Ultimo coming back to Ben K winning the strap from Pac. Like, they just gave you something every show. I uh, agree. And, and it's... Now. Alrighty, most improved slash breakout from or we're gonna okay we're gonna do that one. Uh, Tony Deppen, I mean from from having awesome. a match. Uh, I apologize again. This isn't really improved. This is more like a breakout. I'm combining like three of the the categories Ryan will have. Uh, but from Spring Break Part One, just everything in GCW. Uh, you know, of course, going to Japan and whatnot, but Tony Deppin, just amazing, amazing athlete. Awesome. Uh, a couple of young lions here tied, of course, because they're young lions. You got to stick together. Brenda Rita, Shoto Aminu. I mean, when you're getting a rub from from John Moxley, when 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 you're you know also <laughs> wrestling in, in pretty damn good best of the Super Junior matches with Brenda Rita, it's it's some good stuff there. Um, also, Taichi in the heavyweight division. Despise him as a junior weight, but as a heavyweight, uh, he's doing some good stuff. The G1 alone just made me intrigued, you know, and then, you know, kind of throwing him into some feuds. Uh, Him and Okada, I mean, I think would be the true test for both guys. You know, can Okada get over in 2020? Uh, Number whatever for me, El Fantasmo. My God, uh, this this guy defines heel. You know, it's, it's, you know, as, (laughs) as, as, like I said, he flicks off kids. It's awesome. He does everything that I try to say I, I would do, even though, yeah, I have done it once or twice. Uh, Ace Austin, uh, from seeing him at Warrior Wrestling to uh, winning the X Division title, um, I believe at Bound for Glory uh, in that ladder match there. But Ace Austin, uh, you know, definitely, uh, I would say keep an eye on him. He, he's going to be amazing. Uh, to go along with that, Darby Allen, you know, kind of saw him a little bit in progress, but, of course, breaking out in all elite wrestling um, and he's just a phenomenal athlete getting that rub with Cody, getting that 20 minute draw. And of course that rematch a few weeks back on dynamite, um, Kaito Ishida. I mean, yeah, just badass. Uh, Iowatanabe, scumbag <laughs> indeed, but he's badass. Uh, Ben K, uh, coming in at number three, uh, jungle yep. boy, uh, Jack Barry. Jungle Jack uh, coming in number two. The guy, for as small as he is, can do some pretty uh, strong boy stuff. Watch out there, uh, uh, Tyler Bates. Uh, Number one, though, Ata. He is a revelation of douchebaggery. He's just amazing (laughs) in the ring. He could take a spear, two, three, seven spears in a match against Ben K. 
still say, come on, hit me with one more. But Aether for me, breakout, whatever you want to call this award, just, you know, just a rising star in my book. And, and can't wait to see 2020 for Aether. That's a, that's a fantastic list, Alex. I, uh, I am behind everything that you just said dropped with that one. Um, so now I'll ask you real quick. So I have improved young guns and breakout. Should I just go through all three of these right in a row then? Yep. Yep. Okay. For sure. Perfect. Um, for my most improved number five, I have Cosmos Sekimoto. Um, I can't believe I'm saying that, but man, that dude came in with his umbrella and mask and Dragon Gate and in Noah and just was super enjoyable. So kudos to Cosmos Sekimoto. Real MVP with that one. Uh, my number four guy I mentioned a few times here, Takuya Nomura. I really thought yes. he was poised to take the title from Yuji Okabayashi. Um, you remember watching that match with him and Okabayashi um, that I oh, sent yes. to I mean, it was so stiff, and he just kept going and going. Oh, it's so good. If I didn't have so many five-star matches, that would have made my match in the year list. Um, number three, <laughs> uh, for most improved, Buddy Murphy. Um, ah, Never I thought like I would say – uh, the guy from Blake and Murphy would be one of my would would be my reason to watch Monday Night Raw. Although now he's with Seth Rollins, so we'll see if I keep watching. Um, I think that could work. That he could be like a Randy Orton evolution, if you will, where he could be the breakout of that squad. And that's all I want. Like, get him. He just needs more TV time. So kudos for that. I know that Paul Heyman is really behind him, and as he should, because he doesn't wrestle like a lot of these WWE guys. He kind of came in and said, "I'm going to do it myself." my own way. So I give him a lot of credit. Kudos to him. Uh, my number two, Jake Lee. He went from budding scrub to, I thought you were going to be our next champion. So I had to put him in there. Um, and then my number one, most improved. <laughs> he, he didn't really do a lot the year before singles. And then they decided to just go with it. And I'm so glad they did. But Ben K is my, is my most improved wrestler of the year for young guns, uh, which I considered three or less years in the business. Number five, I went jungle boy, uh, whatever you want to call him. Jump Jack Perry. doesn't matter. Um, at number three, because I skipped number four, cause I had two tied for three, Carl Fredericks and Yuya Yamura. I think they're the two next young guns to go. Narita and Umino are on excursion. So I kind of moved them on from this, <coughs> but I mean, Fredericks was getting wins in the, Tag League with Goda and Yuya Yamura just looks like the epitome of the next Antonio Inoki with his facials. Uh, number two, woman I brought up that came over in the controversial jump from Ice Ribbon, but Julia, she is fitting in with stardom. She is super heated. Uh, people do not like her, and she doesn't care. She will, I mean, some of like her match with Suzuki, I thought was a shoot. Um, it was so <laughs> stiff. Like, I'm watching this going, holy shit. Hazuki is pissed that she is here and maybe this is why they are all leaving this company but you know she held her own it was violent it was stiff but it was very good um and then number one uh a lot of people are just now getting to know her because of all elite wrestling but you know she had a four and three quarter star match in beyond uh wrestling uncharted territory which i don't know if a lot of people watch that but it's on it's on the fight tv app against joey janela um, she, she's just tremendous, but Chris Statlander is my number one young gun in all of wrestling. Wow. I, I've heard good I just, things. I just want them to stop saying that she's an alien all the time. Like 
that's fine if that's her gimmick, but you showed her speaking English to Brandy Rhodes when they're feuding. Don't say that she's, oh, she's from another planet, but she's communicating. Like, don't say that shit. Just, just shut up and just, just, just talk. Just let it go. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are starting to scare me with your, the way you guys are doing some of the stuff on the show. But I digress with that. Um, that's for a, a whole other day's worth of topic to talk about the uh, the odd stuff uh, of AEW. Um, and then lastly, moving on to my breakout, um, kind of the unknown into a star going into this year. My number five is Ben K's homeboy, Shouldn't Skywalker. The ah. stuff he's done with, um, with KZ, KZ has just yeah. been incredible all year. He Everything he's touched has been great. They're cooling him off a little bit, and I'm okay with it because I think they're going to bring him in to do some really good stuff here. Uh, number four, guy that I'm very impartial to, but I cannot wait to see more of him. The the reincarnation of Kushida, Fuminori Abe. He continues to work all the big shows I like watching in Japan. He was just on this these latest All Japan shows at Korokin, the, the New Year's War show. So kudos to Abe getting some ring time. Uh, number three, the guy who I was hoping was going to beat Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, Keith Lee. Um, I've stood behind this guy since since back in the, the PWG days in Ring of Honor. I still was shocked that Ring of Honor kept Shane Taylor over him. Their loss because they don't know how to evaluate talent. But Keith Lee finally getting a chance on the big stage. My number two breakout was the guy that we got behind before he became a big deal in a lot of this wrestling. But Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. Um, he's now feuding with the best face in the business. And he's going to be going on to bigger and better things. So kudos to him. And second award in three categories, a man you've talked about, and I have two, Ben K, the guy who wins Pox Streak. I mean, there's not much more we can say about Ben K. We've already praised no. him like crazy. So kudos to Ben K with that. Ben um, K. So, guys, we have male, female, tag team, stable, uh, matches, and the other category, which we're going to show of the year, Alex, is we're ha- – Past the halfway point here hey, on our best of. Hey, can you tell the listeners where they can find us? Because if you're listening live uh, over on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media, you will be abruptly cut off within a few minutes Ooh. here. Where can they find us over uh, in podcast land? Yes, uh, obviously blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. We'll get it after the show. iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, Google, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, Spotify, Spotify. Um, Real Real One, I believe we're on now. Um, and there's another one that I don't remember the name of, and I apologize if, they're, if they give us um, any kind of ad revenue. I, I don't mean to not play it. Um, hit us up on there at WrestleCast underscore SSM on Twitter. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast to get your shirts. We got some new stuff that we will be doing. I may just pull a couple of the the, the two old designs that I do have in the house here that we could send out so we could get some new designs out. But guys, Keep pushing, man. We're almost there to getting new designs on the shirt. Yes, yes. Um, and also, we might be on thechairshot.com. Check them yes, out, yes. thechairshot.com. I'll reach back out to them. We were back last time. Uh, shout out to the guy who runs the Spirit Twitter, too. I've, I've reached yes. out to him to have him come on. He's closing that, that, that Twitter down, but that is some of the best tweets in the last five years I've read for Puro. So good Agreed. to meet you on that one. 
um, he he gave us a shout out. Uh, he, I don't know if you saw the DM, but he was listening to our Wrestle Kingdom show, and he was he was happy. So maybe we'll get him on because he was a great listen. But also, guys, go uh, find us on Facebook, like the page uh, WrestleCast Radio on Facebook. Alex Alex is a monster on there with how much content he gives you. Um, he is the the savior of social media. Not lately, but I'll pick it back up. I'm no, off the you, next two days. <laughs> if, if you compare it to what I've done, you are the you are the Monday Night Messiah. <laughs> God, I can't stand the company. Oh. <laughs> um, so we will be bidding you farewell in about 35 seconds if you're listening live. You will be able to Quick, pick it up. In that 30 seconds, Ryan, give us your thoughts on Alex Cora. Um, oh, 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 screw the Astros. Screw the Red Sox. For everybody that said I had sour grapes and things got weird, Huh, I told you I was right. They're cheaters. I have an entire full page written on Microsoft Word that I was going to drop on Sportscast last night, but they, they, they did not have their show. Next Sportscast, I will give you some stats that made Elijah not argue and agree with me, which never happened, so be on the lookup for that. Oh, But he'll, that he'll stick up for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like Kirk Cousins. He won a playoff game. He deserves his credit. Brad Johnson won a playoff game. And a no, Super didn't. Bowl. Brad Johnson just stood there like a statue. Hey, he's got a ring. Check, check this out. I'm just going to give you some quick numbers because you brought it up, and I'm sorry for that. And I, I my notes. So these are my notes. Uh, Cora out for two years, in my opinion, because he's the ringleader. He is the, the parasite that brought this from Houston, that, that divulged this. It came out the players were the ones driving this, not A.J. Hinge, which makes it even worse that management knew this. So it's the players that were doing this. They should mm-hmm. get the World Series shares cut, which pisses me off even more when Yuri Gurriel is slanting his eyes at you, Darvish, and they say, we'll suspend you next year because it's not fair to your players. That's bullshit. They should have never won that game. Which, how much does this even prove my point where in game five, after Clayton Kershaw comes off with the best start in his, in his life in game one, he's yep. up 4 nothing and 7-4 and somehow manages to blow that lead? Hmm, I wonder how that happened. Um, tipping pitches my ass I have written down. L- listen <laughs> to these numbers. Garrett Cole is last So it's not years. his fault that he's the worst playoff pitcher of all time? Look, look at his numbers. Game one says otherwise. Um, Garrett one Cole out of 24? 59. Oh, come on. He wasn't that bad. Everyone just, it's his seventh innings that are bad. One through six, he's fantastic. <laughs> and that's the coach's fault for leaving him in too long. But you're, you're not wrong, but it just makes you butt hurt. Um, Garrett Cole, <laughs> his last two years before getting to Houston is 59 and 42, a 388 ERA and a 426 ERA, 98 Ks and 196 Ks. He gets to Houston, oh, wow. which Mike Fires admits that they were cheating and he was a pitcher on that team. Garrett Cole goes from 50 to 60 rotations on his pitches, goes 35 and 10 with a 288 and a 25 ERA. 276 Ks and 326 Ks. Hmm. Something's not right there. Um, <laughs> and then also they, they made Justin Verlander add 10 more rotations to his pitches and he's a veteran like that. Hmm. And my last stat, and then I'll stop, I promise. At home in the playoffs in 2017, Carlos Correa bats 371 with a 421 OPS on the road, 211-231. That's weird. Bregman. 273 with two homers and six RBIs on the road, 154 with zip in both categories. And the big one, at home, Jose Altuve, 
472 batting average, 513 OPS, six homers, 12 RBIs. On the road, no homers, no RBIs, a 143 batting average with a 268 OPS. Hmm. Tell me that cheating didn't change it. I, I was I, I officially think that this is worse than steroids. Wow. Do you think, think Bill Belichick I, is uh kind of praying and Josh McDaniel saying, <laughs> Woo, all right, everyone's uh not thinking about the Bengals anymore or the let, other let me, times we've been accused of. <laughs> well let me say this. Yes, the steroids were, were bad. We all know that. But Barry yeah. Bonds could hit the ball before steroids. So, that, you know, oh, Bonds. Roger now, Clemson tell, was Hall of Fame way before he was taking HGH or steroids exactly. or whatever he was taking. Same thing with Bonds. Bonds was considered one of the best players, and he wasn't even in home runs. He was considered one of the best players ever with Pittsburgh. And, and of yeah. course, you know, his earlier years with San Francisco. So, yeah, he didn't need it. But it enhanced, yeah. and it made him a lot more money, and it got him a lot more cross earrings for his left yeah. ear. I mean, think of this. Barry Bonds was as big as Demetrius hitting 40 homers. Steroids didn't make him a better hitter. Just but, got you know, him a bigger head. Explain, explain to me how many home runs would Barry Bonds have hit if he knew it was a 98-mile-an-hour fastball and 85-mile-an-hour changeup like the Astros did? 90? Exactly. That's why I think it was worse than cheating. Is they knew what pitches to lay off of. They knew what was mm-hmm. coming to him. They knew how to hit. And then the Dodgers not only losing seven because of this, but then they have to play the Red Sox against the ringleader who started this in Houston. Like, I know it's sour grapes, but Was man. there chatter with that series? Was there people saying, huh, like kind of going into that series, or was it really not known yet? No, everybody – like, I thought there was something weird with the Houston thing, but then again, I was mad that Gurriel didn't get suspended for the Darvish stuff, and then he hits the game-winning home run – which took which which brings us to game six. Which mm-hmm. you, mean, you mean to tell me the Dodgers score twelve runs and lose? That doesn't ha- that didn't happen at all. So whatever. But you know, I just went, wow, Boston really just must have been that much better than the Dodgers. I didn't think they were. No, they were cheating. Do these <laughs> teams vacate their titles? Is that justice, mm-hmm. or is it I just an asterisk like the like the home run record? Yeah. And I think that's the best part is now when you look at that, that list, the Houston Astros now have an asterisk next to their championship. And it's just I, I think cheaters. Almost, yeah, asterisk. You know, it's just, <laughs> it, it just it sucks. It just sucks. Like like I said, sour grapes, it is what it is. But, man, you get beat by a team with the, one of the worst cheating scandals ever, and then you go the next year and play the guy who orchestrated the whole scandal. <laughs> wow. You know, think of this. If if they didn't cheat and Kershaw shuts them out like he did in game one and game five, how much different does that change Kershaw's legacy? That's true. Do you He's think that'll overturn his legacy now? Do you think he gets he gets the sympathy? I think he might get a little bit, but I mean, you know, and, and I guess too, you look at this year. Yes, they lost to the Nationals in five games, but it it wasn't like Kershaw left the, the Rendon homer and the uh, – the Soto homer that cost him the game in game five when that was Dave Roberts fault. He brought him in to get the side out in, in the sixth and he struck them all out, but you pull him in the seventh. That's why you brought in Tony Singriani to have a left-handed ball. You know, you brought or, or Dylan Florio, or you brought in these mm-hmm. guys to do it. You know, he, he stuck with his old toy and that's why they lost. He should have pulled Kershaw. That was the coach's fault. You knew what Kershaw, he was coming on short rest. You just needed him for three outs, pull him and win the game. 
salt. But I don't know. It's just I don't I don't want to rant too much, but God, that's just here and then and then digging in and finding all these numbers just just made it even worse. And then AJ Hinch, <laughs> well, I tried to break the monitors with a bat in the dugout so they couldn't cheat. So you mean you would tell me you're admitting you knew they were cheating? Yeah. You're no better. <laughs> you're a scumbag too. Oh. Isn't that the sport of baseball? Yeah. Well, that's one thing too. Like, you're never going to suspend the players because they don't want to. They don't want to risk pissing off the players' association because they have a bargaining agreement in here. So yeah. now the the yeah. now the the you know Mansfield and companies just pussies. Take the World Series shares from those guys. No one cares. Oh my God, they lost five billion dollars. They lost billions. They don't care about that. Oh, they lost the first and second round pick. That's fine. The only positive I look at this is I think this is good for the Twins now. They signed Josh Donaldson, and maybe these other two teams crumble, and now they can kind of go, and it's going to be just that. And then kudos to the Yankees who took Garrett Cole from him, and watch Garrett Cole suck. It's the same thing I said about Bryce Harper. Harper left the Nationals, and I said the Nationals didn't win the World Series without him. And then it happened. I should have bet on it in Vegas. Yankees yeah, especially Garrett when they were 20 games under. <laughs> yeah. And Garrett Cole's not going to do shit for the Yankees. I'm calling it now. Because oh, he yeah, doesn't have his, his weird substance in his glove like Mike Fires has. <laughs> just... Whoa! That's awesome. What is Aiden English doing in the background of this picture? Who? Oh, I know, Aiden right? <laughs> yeah, I That's saw that creepy. too. I'm going to find a picture of the substance on Mike Fires' glove. Who Mike Fires, when they released him, he was like, they cut me? Well, screw those cheaters. Oh, man. As long as um, it's not a substance from bingbros.com. All right. Oh. Events of the year. Uh, ooh, that's tough. Um, I'm going to have to go number five. Uh, whew, it's tough. Um, I'm going to go Supercard at Madison Square Garden, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Okada winning the title. Uh, We we just, I mean, really, really awesome matches. Abushi, Naito. Um, Yeah, I mean, Osprey, Jeff Cobb, which I I thought was a pretty good standout as well. Uh, Number four. uh, God, I love all these shows. It's kind of hard to put them in order. I'm going to go Peter Pan 2019. Awesome. Uh, really awesome show from uh, from DDT there. Uh, I wish I would have looked these up um, when you were talking about the awesome baseball scandal, which made me learn a lot. But Kota Amida, you know, just kind of uh, doing a, a great, you know, thing. Like we're saying, it's so sad that, that he is no longer with us. Uh, but he got two matches, two matches in that show. So it was pretty, pretty damn cool. Um, and then of course we get you know a lot of good matches but of course the best one was the light tube match with Asuka and Akita Akito for the DDT Extreme Championship Um, but of course uh, you know Takashita winning the championship you know kind of at the end there becoming the the new champion uh, taking it from Tetsuya Endo uh, so on and so on and and here's my one reference Hiroshima uh, teaming up with Yasuo Yorono, uh taking on Soma Takao and Daisuke Sasaki of Damnation for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, GCW Backyard, July 4th. Um, just an amazing event. Truly, go to Fight uh, Fight TV. Download GCW Backyard from July 4th. Just an amazing three-and-a-half-hour show. 
Hell, I didn't even watch the first three matches the first time I went through, and then Ryan's like, no, watch them. And, I, and thankfully, I did because I saw someone get chased by a car in a yard and so much and someone shooting themselves with bottle rockets in the face and just so much awesomeness uh gcw backyard amazing Russell kingdom 13 coming in at number two yes ryan fell asleep once or twice during that event but he also saw uh kazucha okada lose at the tokyo dome but also saw uh kota abushi get wheeled out in a stretcher so pretty cool but also kenny omega and hiroshi tanahashi and possibly omega's last new japan uh match ever uh number one though uh did i put this really at number one yeah because it was amazing access tv aired it live uh to me it, it made lance archer uh one of the unsung heroes uh and, and wrestlers uh Hell hashtag yeah. uh of the year uh g1 I'm in high. dallas i mean just such an amazing event uh you gave tanahashi and okada to america um and it was just an amazing show. It had Abushi and Kenta, which I loved because you know why? Because Kenta beat the living hell out of Abushi, and it was my one pick to um, essentially. Uh, I, I would say you know, kind of he was my dark horse to beat Abushi, and I and and Abushi did it with that injured leg, and it was just amazing. But Osprey, Lance Archer, my God, one of the best matches. <laughs> Of the year, G1 in Dallas, uh, taking it away. God, that's tough. Any of them could be number one because they're all in my heart. Yeah, there was a lot of really good shows, man. This was a tough one. I have two um, two honorable mentions, and one of them is going to surprise you that I have as an honorable mention, so I'll say that first. Wrestle Kingdom 13 was my honorable mention, and I say that only and you were there. That's why I said that, because I'm going to be biased. I was in the dome. I heard the crowd. I felt the reaction. I saw it live. It was different than watching every other show on, you know, that made tape. So it was just one of those, I didn't think it was fair because I'm going to, I'm going to overly, I'm, oh, it was the best show ever. I'm going to just overdo it. And I knew I would. So I'm not, I just want to put it there just, just to not feel biased by, by having it as my top. So that's the only reason why. Um, it was a tremendous show and deserves all the praise that it got. Um, my other honorable mention was DDT coming to America, which we had brought up already. Um, had the, the fun weapon rumble with Takagi and Mao. We saw the four heavy metal title changes after we got to see Endo cash in on Sasaki after he beat Takashita for the title. I mean, this we, we always talk about these companies coming to America. They came to America and they gave us an authentic show. So they deserve oh, all yeah. the props in the world for that. Um, number five, and I had to pull all these shows up just to make sure I had everything on there. Game Changer Wrestling, New Face of War. From Demetrius's birthday, August 24th. Um, this was in Cork, and I believe her Shin Kiba. Oh, yeah. The Game Changer goes to Japan. This show was awesome. Uh, Tony Deppin and Kyle the Beast against Kikitaro and Shingo Hero. Irie was fun. Um, we had an awesome main event, G Raver, June Kasai. We got another, we got Janela Sasuke too. We got a tag match that'll come up later on my match of the year list. Um, we had an awesome three-way, Jimmy Lloyd, Drew Parker, Toshiyuki Sakuda, who Sakuda I think is my up and coming deathmatch star in the world. Um, mm. This match was just, just incredible. Or this show was just awesome. Game changer came to play. So kudos to game changer yeah. for that. My number four was NXT TakeOver Toronto. This had my 
third five-star match of the year, fourth five-star match of the year. I think at the time it was only second until I went back and did rewatches. But this was the Io Shirai Candice LeRae show. It had Velveteen Dream, Roderick Strong, Pete Dunne. This also had Cole beating Gargano in the main event. This, I mean, this show was just tremendous right before SummerSlam. Um, this was my highest rated show to of the year, 4.3 average match rating. Um, wow. My number, number three show was Noah the Best from November 2nd, just because Noah took a chance, ran Sumo Hall, 56,000 fans, uh, or 5,600 fans showed up. Um, we had the great Kiyomiya Kano match at the end, Elgin Sugera, Muda and Marafuji, uh, Access against Congo for the tag titles. I loved the Hayata Yohei hey Jr. title match. We saw Rattels and Stinger for the junior titles. And it had an underrated match between Kazuyuki Fujita and Shuhei Taniguchi. Uh, Maybach Taniguchi and Fujita. Extremely older gentlemen, but they just had a brawl. There was blood. This match ruled. This show is just really good. The only thing that held it down was um, my third match of the show, I gave a one seven five two, so you know something had to bring it down. But yeah, kudos <laughs> to Noah for that. Uh, number two was DDT's Ultimate Dance Party. That show was my favorite DDT show. That was the great match that we had with Yuka Sakazaki versus Shoko Nakajima, uh, ah. Kenny Omega and Riho against Antonio Honda and Mio Yamashita, which was tremendous. This had the Taka. Uh, Kanosuke Takashita Harashima title for title on it. Um, Four-star match, Raizuichi Sakine and Masahiro Takanashi for the Union Max title. I really like that. We had the awesome KOD four-way title match that had Sasaki beating uh, uh, Daiki Shimomura on the top of an elevated table on top of ladders with a cross face, which was so cool to see. Uh, Saki Saba and Hyper Masao had the awesome Princess of Princess tag title match with Rika Tatsumi and Mio Watanabe. Just everything was great. Kaisuke Ishii, who was incredible in the Dio, faced Fuminori Abe for the Independent World Junior title. I went four and a quarter on that. Um, you know, this is the DDT show people haven't seen. They need to go out of their way to watch. Alex, I 100% throw this in your recs. And my number one show nice, of the year. Man. Uh, Kobe World, Dragon Gate Kobe World from uh, July 21st. This, I mean, the show was just kind of the tipping point the second half of the year. It had KZ Shin Skywalker, which I went four and three quarters. It had the awesome Susumu Yokosuka Flamita Brave Gate title match. We had the Twin Gate title with Yamato and Kai versus Doi and Ishida versus Aitz and Big R that I went a full five on. Uh, and it also had Ben K defeating Pac, ending that title run. Um, and we also got the uh, the Strong Machines winning the Triangle Gate titles when they finally gave yeah. them that rub over Yoshida, Kanda, and Kazuma Sakamoto. So kudos to this. Awesome show. Even a little fun with Ichikawa and Saito against Chong Manhoi. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that was my show of the year. Chong um, Manhoi. <laughs> Alex, what you got next as we start getting into the really tough categories? Uh, breaking news, New Japan is invading Tampa, WrestleMania weekend. Whoa, where did you see April, this? April 2nd, Lions Break Project 3 already confirmed. The Ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Ren Narita, Carl Fredericks, Clark Connors, and Alex Coughlin. Okay, so it's going to be a Lions Gate show. That's still cool, though. 
You know they're going to bring in Moxley because there's no AEW show. Oh, he can't wrestle. Damn it. Well, but he's doing blood sport. It's true. Maybe it's because he's not. We're going to get Tanahashi and John Moxley. <laughs> that would be tight. Best stable coming in, as we alluded to, uh, you know, kind of coming off of coming to America. Uh, as long as the the heavyweight championship is still in in your faction, it should be okay. But damn nation, uh, Matt Pauly's still the man. I, he's grown on me so much over the last year, uh, for sure. Uh, also, I am Matt Pauly. What? Um, best stable uh, number four. I'm going to go Bullet Club. Chase Owens getting pins. Plus, you have the addition, Switchblade is the leader. Kenta, who will soon be your leader. El Phantasmo, who was amazing. Bone Soldier. And yes, Chase Owens getting pins. Tokyo Pimp, and of course, uh, his wonderful sidekick. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Peter? Oh, Peter? Peter? It's just, it's just that simple? Crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, number three. Number three, Chaos. I mean, hello, uh-huh. the Raidmaker. Will Ospreay. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Enough said. Number two, <laughs> Draping in Gold. As they promised at the end of 2019, that they did the Undisputed Era. Yes, on paper, I have them as number one. But who have I been talking about the most? The guy who got <laughs> ousted before I even knew he was a part of it. But R.E.D. Dragon Gate, number one, best stable. They do the factions like no other out in Japan. Keep it going. Ryan, who do you got? Uh, number five for my stable of the year, I have the Stronghearts faction. Um, they were on almost every show I saw in, in Japan last year. They they hit AEW. They brought revenue, fans, the whole nine yards. Uh, number four, they always hit home for me, and I'm always a fan. Daisuke Harada, Tadasuke, Yohei, and Hayata, the Rattels from Pro Wrestling Noah, close out the year with the junior tag titles and the junior championship. So three of the four of them belted up. I love me some Rattels. Number three, Damn Nation, as you brought up. Not a lot to say with them. Two of their guys holding the heavyweight championship. The, uh, you know, we have Soma Takao, who broke out as one of the tag champs with Daisuke yes. Sasaki. And now it looks like Damnation is going to align with the Stronghearts, as we saw. So yeah. I'm kind of excited for this. Uh, number two, kind of following suit, I had the Undisputed Era. And number one, Real Extreme Diffusion, R.E.D. Alex, here's some TV breaking news for you. Set to premiere in 2022, House of Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel. Ten episodes set to take place 300 years before Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right. Um, we have five categories left. Am I right? Uh, yes. Should we do tag match of the year? Uh, we shall. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Six. I have seven. At first, I was like, I don't know what matches I'm going to put on here. But again, thank God I take notes. And you laugh at me when I take notes. But hey, oh, it worked out well. Incredible. Uh, the 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 match that kind of got me into Dragon Gate, the the crazy cage match with boards oh, yeah. and weaponry and factions and kicking up Ben K, making Ben K. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but I, I, I reading my notes, Ryan, it was really really crazy because it sounded like I 
pretty much shit on the match. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I was just all like, "Eh, okay, it is what it is, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, But going back at it and thinking about it, I was like, it just made so much. And again, it made me appreciate uh, Dragon Gate a whole hell of a lot. Getting into it the way you, it helps that that getting into it is hard, like as much as you did. This was like a perfect way to get into it because it kind of changed the landscape of everything um, at yeah. Dead or Alive. You know, because Dead or Alive was, was June 5th, so it was literally the last month of the first half. You know, King of Gate or the Kobe World Show was the first big one in the second half, but that, that Unit Bonds cage match was kind of the it kind of set the story for the next half of the year. And that's when we jumped back in um, after, I, you know, I watched center live. I was like, damn, check out center live. Maybe we should start watching this. And that was kind of the, you know, the mixed bag, which I got, which by the way, that had the Pac dragon kid match, which was really awesome. Um, but that was kind of when we, you know, we stepped into it and then all the stories started developing. We started picking up on what was going on and everything started making a lot of sense. And, you know, I, uh, I can't remember who gave, who, who posted it. And I apologize for that, but I got that, that translation of everything that was said on the, after the bond. Yes. Yep. And then we kind of started putting everything together and got back into it. And, you know, that, that, that might've been an underrated show of the year because we didn't realize how much that was going to translate into what Dragon Gate became for us. I mean, I'm yeah, glad that was the, that up. Was that Pac Dragon Kid or was that Pac yep. uh, losing? Okay. Yeah, that was that was the last defense before he lost. So that was wow. Yeah, I can't believe I remember that. that. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought because I, I I forgot. I'm dropping knowledge this award season. Boom. Speaking of forgot, uh, um, a couple days ago, we only have until the 18th and the 19th to watch this. But the tag tournament was on the 11th and the 12th. Oh yeah, the, I'm off the next I, couple of days, so yeah, I'll be I watching something. Holy shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> so Where I live, it's tomorrow. gonna be uh, it's gonna be 26 below with like a hell of snow, yeah. so I ain't going nowhere. Coming in at number six, uh, I'm going to go from Dragon Gate, Kobe World, uh, Yamato and Kai, Tribe Vanguard, taking on Eita and Big R. Also taking on Kaito Ishida and the rookie, Doi, uh, who's your Dragon Gate champion of Maximum. Fantastic, fantastic triple threat match there. Again, kind of got me into, okay, who's this R.E.D.? Who's this Eita? Who's Big R? Who, God, he's so freaking powerful. I love that discus. Um, discus slam there. Uh, coming in and at uh, at number five, um, Dakota Omega farewell match DDT Summer Vacation 2019. Awesome. I just love the respect. Um, afterwards, during, hey, before, it, it was just an amazing thing. The purple velvet will always live on in my heart. Come back, Dakota Omega. Uh, coming in, uh, next, I'm going to have to go violent giants taking on the end of Pero and Odinson, all Japan, uh, pro wrestling dynamite series from June 30th. This just made me, uh, not only appreciate the violent giants, but I remember thinking, holy shit, the end, I need to follow them. One of them's Canadian. I think the other one might not be, he lives in Florida. Um, but 
they were just an amazing team. Again, I thought it was just a bunch of Johnny Valletta's on one team. No offense to Johnny Valletta, because he improved, especially the Champions Carnival. But the end, uh, definitely, hopefully, I see a lot more of them in 2020. Uh, coming in number three from the All Japan Summer Action Series, uh, Violent Giants taking on the extreme. Um, just these these couple of young bucks just kind of uh, going against Violent Giants. So you're like, holy bleep, this is crazy. Uh, coming in at uh, number three, Street Profits versus Undisputed Era versus Forgotten Sons versus uh, Lorcan and Birch Takeover 25 ladder match. Street Profits were crazy over before, but them winning the titles in as crazy fashion as they, as they did. The Red Cups were everywhere. <laughs> Not like they were planted or anything, but it was such a great scene. Uh, I love the Street Profits. That made me kind of get on their bandwagon, watch some of their stuff, and, and just love the progression they had. Uh, Big R and Ata taking on KZ and Genki. Natural Vibes, of course, uh, over at Dangerous Gates. A, a great match. And again, just showing how scumbag Ata is cutting off Genki's hair. Yeah. Uh, God, what a douchebag. But it's such a, a, a very very awesome match. Number one, of course, uh, alluded to earlier, Young Bucks, Hoochie Brothers, all out. Your turn, Man, man I, uh, I'm i expecting you're going to have Violent Giants higher than I do with the love that they just got. That, man. You, you remember when all mine was WWE? Yeah, uh, you, oh, God. I think my 2020 award is going to go to Alex Mello for his contributions to the Pure. Do you even Puro, bro? That's what Alex is going to ask every one of you ass wipes that listen that don't. Man, God, you're tight. I almost want to blurb you again, but I've already done it like five times. So I think it's a lot of times. But... That's why we got the sounder. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be another moment where I'm marking out. I was over there pounding a beer as you're saying those, like, yeah, <laughs> Um, I have one honorable mention, and I'm putting this as an honorable mention because I don't know where to put this because it. I guess it was a tag, but it wasn't a tag, but it's not a singles match. But I went five stars on this, surprisingly, so I just had to bring it out. But Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Dakota Kai versus Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Kaylee Ray, and Io Shirai, the NXT War Games women's match. I went the full five. I thought it was incredible. I thought oh, it was the best War Games I guess it is a tag time. match. Yeah. So it's just kind of an honorable mention with an asterisk right there, but not a cheating asterisk. Because I don't know where to put it, but I just wanted to get I wanted it to get some love, because I I went full five on it. It was incredible. They made Ripley and Larray stars. Kaylee mm-hmm. Ray took bumps that I'm like, girl, why are you taking these bumps? And she's like, All right. she's a bump machine. Yeah. Kudos to her match <laughs> uh, at Cardiff Blackwater too last weekend. She, she was like Kota abusing herself, like, hey, just throw me into the cage. I'll make a bump <laughs> for you. Like, all right, well, you're just going to land on your head. All right, that's cool. All right, well, all right, we have you and Io Shirai at the same time. So, and then Candace LeRae's out there, so people are just dying in this match. But, oh, yeah. Anyway, my my number seven tag match of the year Yuji Okabayashi and Shigehiro Irie versus Fuminori Abe and Takuya Nomura. That's a Ah. wet dream for me. Uh, This was from the 925 show of Big Japan Wrestling. This, once again, was the build that I thought. If something's in my throat again. This was the bill that thought we were getting with Okabayashi and Nomura. You added Irie and you added Fuminori Abe, which is always a treat to me, so I was all for this. <coughs> Excuse me, I apologize, guys. 
A um, couple matches that were already brought up, so I don't say much about them. Number six, I had Street Profits, Undisputed Era, Forgotten Sons, Birch and Lorcan, TakeOver 25. At number five, I had the Danger Skate match between Big R Shimitsu and Asa against Genki and KZ. Alex told you why that match was so great. Uh, number four, guys, this is the one that's going to throw people for a loop from the GCW New Face of War in Tokyo. Schlack and Marcus Crane, the hate trash disaster, took on the team <laughs> of Pete Lopez and Miedo Extremo, the Los Masisos. I, I mean, we got, I mean, all four I gotta of these watch guys. This card. Yeah, all four of these guys retweeted me when I tweeted about this, watching this live, freaking out with how great this was. This was one of those death matches where everything was sloppy, but it was so good sloppy, it didn't matter. It looked like four guys just trying to kill each other. That's I mean, the was, name of the match. It was this. You'll either be able to see this. this I either bought this one on Fight or it's on that website. Um, if I need to send it to you again, I can, but... Um, it's on one of the two because I bought one of the two uh, Game Changer shows on fights on the, or the Fight TV, so you can watch it on there. But I, it was just incredible because I, I went in there going, "Oh, this is gonna suck ass." And like as I'm going through, I'm like, "Okay, I think Schlack is bleeding to death and needs to go to the back, but he's not leaving." And I think at one point somebody put duct tape over a wound to try to close it. Like, it's match was just incredible. These are four guys who said, "We're gonna just show why we are what we are." And this was kind of the match that turned the corner that really made really made it go Game Changer is America's deathmatch company and not like the just Game Changer with weed whackers and just whatever, but the we are the big Japan or freedoms of America. That's why they want to work with us, and that's why we give you such good stuff. The one guy who, who was... Are you the, sure they're the, not the DDT of America? I mean, I, I guess you could like with with the wild things they do. I could see where you go with that. Um, because you can have a pure stuff. wrestling match. You can have a comedy match. You you can have a death match. You can have you know so many different genres within one card. You're like, wait, what am I watching? It's glorious. Yeah, the backyard show, as we mentioned. Yep. You know, uh, my my the one guy who I had six people for breakout, and I had to get rid of one of them. It was Alex Zane from. Because of oh that, yeah, that, duh. He broke out because of backyard wrestling. So like, <coughs> see, I just put him on my match of the year. Spoiler alert! So I figured that was breakout of the year. But I love that. I digress. God, that match was so good. Um, the only reason I didn't have the match you're talking about on mine is because I didn't grade that show because I just wanted to watch it as like a fan. But yeah, I will support that choice because I know where you're going with it. But this, this match, I mean, it's, like I said, Los Mazeos and Hate Trash Disaster just kind of went out there. And, <laughs> like, by the end of it, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I was so into it. Um, number three for me was Kento Mihar and Daisuke Sakamoto taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi and Yoshikashi yeah. from the Giant Baba Memorial Show. Four and yeah. three quarters. It, I mean, this match was just incredible. I mean, you the only reason Mihara, for me mm-hmm. is because – when you get and get the ace booed at Karukin, it's it's match of the year. I mean, this is you had Mihara, Sekimoto, and Tanahashi in the same ring. I mean, it just this was remarkable. And Tana's getting booed. He's getting yeah, booed. it was it was so good. Um, number two was from Kobe World, which was my show of the year. Yamato and Kai versus Naruki Doi and Kaito Ishida versus Aiton Big R. Nobody does tag wrestling like Dragon Gate. That was the proof. 
Um, this would have won by a landslide had uh, in November, Big Japan and the Ryo Gogatan decided that we're going to give you something that's going to change the game. Uh, full five stars for me. If you haven't watched it yet, uh, Alex, I'm assuming because it was not on your list, you haven't watched it yet. So that is this is part of your homework as well. Yuji Okabayashi and Yuji Hino taking on Daisuke Sakamoto and Walter. Shows oh, Walter yeah, that's Kobe right. Oh, I got to watch that. This match was, bar none, one of the best matches of the year. This was part of the reason why I, I thought we needed a tag category because of all the great tag wrestling and this. Um, yeah, if you guys haven't seen this, go out of your way to watch this. You will be, it's it's everything you'd imagine when you said Okabayashi, Sekimoto, Hino, and Volta. <sighs> You're like, oh, it's just meat, slapping meat, and red chests and death. Yep, you're about right. And it's about 20 minutes of it, so enjoy. Um, that like, is I've seen over – no, yeah, that that's an amazing list. I definitely got to check that out. I mean, Okabayashi, I've seen over a dozen matches of his, and, oh. and I was like, man, I could put this on there, that on there. He's just so damn good. I, I want to watch more more of him in 2020. Next team of the year, uh, special shout-out to uh, Damnation and the North. Um, big, uh, all ego, Ethan Page, Josh Alexander. I really, really like what they're doing. They are one of the few bright spots over at Impact Wrestling on Access, getting banned on Twitch. Thanks, RVD. He's probably having the best <laughs> week ever. That is for sure. Um, I, I, I love Grizzly Young Vets, though. I, I love Gibson. I, I, I think it, that's such a finely tuned tag team. Yeah, they're in the E system now, but they did some awesome stuff in progress, and they're doing some pretty good stuff at NXT UK, no matter what Ryan says. Uh, but number five, uh, Street Profits, Private Party. No, I'm not that guy. But I just think they, they have a lot of similarities in their aspects, and, and they're definitely very, very young. Very, very young. And, and they definitely, uh, when the spotlight is on them, they know how to shine. Uh, number four, Lucha Brothers. I mean, enough said. I, I'm, I could botch, uh, you know, Pentagon Sane, uh, as, as I did a few shows back, but I'm not <laughs> going to. Uh, young Bucks uh, definitely coming in uh, at number three here. Uh, number two, Violent Giants. Uh, got again, got to watch a lot of oh, their matches, yeah. and these guys, being the wily veterans that they are, can go against the Young Bucks. So am I. Uh, number one, I said their names ooh, enough. R E D. It's a big R. Who you got, sir? Well, I realized one tag team is not on my list, and it's because they were they really didn't do shit for half the year. Um, so this is gonna this is gonna piss a lot of people off. Uh, and I apologize, and I'm already kind of confused, and I feel like I might need to make a change, but damn it, I'm just going to ride it out. Number 10 <laughs> is the Viking Raiders. I, I have 10 teams here. I have the Viking Raiders at 10. I know it's a weird pick, but... Not really. I mean, Their NXT stuff was fantastic. Them and Undisputed Era had some really inventive matches. Well, they come to the main roster, and whether it sucks or not, they're, like, undefeated. So it'd be blasphemy to not give them the credit they deserve. Agreed. So, uh, number nine, I have Strong BJ, Daisuke Sakamoto, and Yuji Okabayashi. Um, not a lot you need to say about a team like that. They're just going to beat the hell out of you. So, kudos to Strong BJ. Uh, number eight, I have Big E, uh, Big R, Shimizu, and Eita, members of Red. Uh, you know, they, they had just an incredible quarter four. They did mm-hmm. a lot singly, but when they got together, my God, they are incredible. And that's, you know, Alex put them high as they deserve it. So 
I am I am all aboard Big E tagging together. Um, and it, it's just it's incredible how well they gelled together after Big R and Ben K were together so long when they were Big Ben that Big R Shimizu is just that good of a tag wrestler. But he is yeah. starting to get that rookie doy path where he's I can't wait for that singles push he's gonna get, hopefully. Yeah. Him oh, and man. Ben K, my God, partner former partners. Oh Big Ben explodes. Well, that's where Boom. I thought we were gonna go before he lost the strap. And and as you mentioned, shot put slams for everybody because that move <laughs> And I wouldn't mind to watch somebody get snapped off the top rope with that, uh, with the victory roll from the top, aka Ata's Salamander, which is a tremendous move too. Uh, number seven, I have SoCal Uncensored. Thought it was awesome. And Scorpio Sky was great. Kazarian looked, oh, looked rejuvenated. He's definitely a breakout of 2019. <laughs> Seeing oh, a lot more of yeah. him outside of tagging, but you know him and Jericho, you know, a couple uh, last month that was just fun. yeah. Scorpio's uh, good. Scorpio's very number good. Six, um, tag champs for the entire year, Girls of Destiny. They didn't knock your socks off, but I mean, when you have a year title run, you got to get on someone's list. So, G.O.D. at six. Number five, uh, a little low, and I apologize, but I have the Violent Giants. Should have probably went higher, but I think I valued a little bit of these teams a little higher. Number four, I had Daisuke Sakamoto and Soma Takao Damnation. Mm. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I can't say enough of how good they did in everything that they did. Already talked about number three, the Lucha Brothers. Uh, number two, I have the Undisputed Era, which would leave who at number one, Alex, that I haven't said yet? Uh, the Young Bucks? Ah, uh, they did not make my top ten. <laughs> How that? See, with Undisputed Era, it was hard because I was like, which incarnation? Since Bobby uh, Fish was hurt here and there. I, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I mean, uh, Kyle O'Reilly is always number one of my heart. But yes, I realized I did not have the Young Bucks on my list. Um, that's why I was like, huh. My number one, um, and should be number one in everyone's hearts, Katsuhiko Nakajima, Go Shiozaki, Axis. Ah, Goshiyazaki. That guy so is good. awesome. All over uh, Noah. They ran with the tag titles. They recently lost the tag titles on the uh, the Noah show on the 5th of, that, on the 5th of January that ran uh, with Wrestle Kingdom next door. Part of the reason they lost it is because on the 1-4 show, spoiler, uh, Kaido Kiyomiya finally loses the GHC title to Go Shiozaki. I thought it would have been Nakajima, but then Nakajima goes and wins the Wrestle 1 title. Really? So they dropped the tag titles, but now they have two single titles. So, Axis, though, I mean, go out of your way if anyone hasn't watched any Axis stuff. They're the best tag team in the world. I mean, they're just incredible with how just just what they can do. Um, and then there were three, Alex. We have male or best ma- best singles match, male and female. What do you should think we go female, be- female match and then male, or do we do two genders in the match to end it? I think we should do match last because I think our male award. I think the male. Wrestler award is going to be very similar on on. I bet you we're going to have one, two, three, four, five, six. I want to say seven to eight will be the same people on our list, so we can kind of we can kind of go through them as we go. Um, there, female of the year. How many did you have? I have. I, I didn't watch Ice Ribbon or or Shimmer. <laughs> um, yep. So I have six. 
Okay, I have ten. Should I do ten through seven, and then we back and forth these? Actually, I could do I could do seven because she. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go seven. Seven. Okay, so I'll give you my 10, 9, and 8, and then we'll back and forth these so that way we can kind of keep fresh opinions going and kind of see Perfect. where each other's at. So my number 10, Chris Statlander. Um, I'm glad she's getting some actual TV stuff. Once again, if, if anyone hasn't seen her, check out her Beyond Wrestling, the Uncharted Territory stuff. Her match with Janela almost almost was ballot-worthy. Uh, so kudos to that. Oh, which reminds me, ballot-worthy. Ballot um, I do got to mention something to you all. Um, I'm going to call you after the show for two quick minutes, um, and then I'll let you I'll let you right off of the sunset. But I don't want to bring it up on the air. Uh, sorry to our listeners, but it's, you, you know I just don't need to hear it. Um, <laughs> number nine. Well, and you guys will hear it later. We'll start talking about it. Uh, my number nine might be a little low, but I went Rhea Ripley. I thought she had a great UK nice. run. She wins the title. I just thought it was a little late in the year, so I couldn't give her that full year bias. But she definitely is somebody coming up with it. And number eight, the first AEW Women's Champion, Riho, who is also the highest yeah. champion stardom as she defeated Hazuki for that title. Uh, that is my 10 through eight. We have seven left in this category. Alex, who is your number seven? Uh, my right. number seven is right around here. Uh, Candice LeRae. Um, again, I, I've only heard uh, of her prior, Mrs. Wrestling, if you will. Heard of the infamous or her Joey Ryan taking on, you know, the Young Bucks matches. Never seen them. Hopefully one day I will. Uh, but uh, just kind of the strong stuff. Her and Io Shirai, that, that, that was, you know, kind of the match that kind of set me where I was like, holy crap, neckbreakers from the middle rope, just beating the living hell out of each other. And, of course, how that feud started where she befriended Io Shirai. And, of course, Io turns and ah, it's just amazing stuff. Uh, then also I have, why do I keep going down here? Uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, again, like you said, the UK stuff was great. She was heel AF and then all of a sudden she is the face of the women's division in NXT. Uh, it, the hell you could even say in all, uh, out of the company coming out of, uh, Stanford, Connecticut there. Uh, num- Oh, sorry. Are we going, you said off and on, right? So yeah, I, I give you two in a row. All right. My yep. number seven, once again, might be a little low, but I went Becky Lynch. I thought she had a great year, but I thought some of it was a little watered down. Not her fault, as we've kind of has been the trend with these people. Um, but the Charlotte thing hurt it. Um, she kind of cooled off with the Seth Rollins stuff in the middle, which I kind of didn't like. Um, so that kind of hurt it. But I mean, she is valuable to the company. She does what she does. Um, so I had to include her on the list uh, and, and give her some props and not put her all the way at the bottom. But I just thought the women above her did more than impacted me better for the year, which leads me to my number six, which I've brought up a few times now. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki, the genie herself, just had a stellar year, depending if it was AEW, Tokyo Joshi Pro, doesn't matter. Everything she did this year was just incredible. I urge people to go out and check out some of her stuff. Once again, her and Shoko Nakajima at Ultimate Dance Party was tremendous. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki is my number six. Alex, number five. Uh, my number five, Saki Akai from DDT. Uh, just, uh, really Hell awesome yeah. wrestler from her Gwen Stefani-inspired entrance to her heel-ish oh, turn. To her facing herself at the last uh, DDT show, which her name <laughs> escapes me. I apologize. Uh, to her kind of going back to being face, but 
an amazing career in Japan already. Plus, at coming to America, you know, she's kind of, you know, winning, winning titles. So, uh, pretty awesome there. I, I love me some Saki Akai. Oh, dude, that's such a good. That was such a good call when she wore <laughs> the match with herself in her trial match. Ah, oh, that was so dope. Uh, yeah, and kudos to her bringing back Neil Bashiki Goon. Uh, we got to see a new Hyper Masao, which I thought was awesome. So, you know, we developed a new character with Masao there, too. So, good, good call with that. I didn't have her on my list, and I'm kind of regretting myself. I feel like you uh, gave me a proverbial punch in the nuts that I deserved with that one. So, you the real <laughs> MVP once again. Alex dropping bombs tonight. I'm going to think, oh, I got I to step up my game, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fight number five, I went Tessa Blanchard. Um, had a great run in Warrior Wrestling as their champion. Obviously, she's the main champion in Impact, but it wasn't last year. But her stuff was really great all year with Taya Valkyrie. Her stuff with Sammy Callahan was really good. Um, and she just she showed out. I mean, she is a very, very good worker. And, is you know, she, she might have a little bit of an attitude, but, you know, Ricochet had an attitude, too, when he came in. So, as you mentioned, she's 24. She's young. People can change. It's wrestling. That's just mm-hmm. what people do. You can't knock her talent. So she's my number five. Whew. I love that. Number four for me, uh, Tessa Blanchard. Everything hey! you just said. Well, that makes that easy. Uh, my number four is arguably if she would have had an opportunity to do what she did, she would have been my number one of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is rumors she may go back to Japan. Yeah. And I wouldn't be mad if she did. Uh, but Io Shirai, God bless you. I'm so glad they just let you go and you got to show the world why you were, you know, almost won the Japanese Worker of the Year Tokyo by the Tokyo Press with all the guys in the category with you. I mean, her second half of the year was incredible right after her Baylor feud. Uh, so Io Shirai is my number four. My number three uh, is Io Shirai. Uh, hey! Just because I've heard of her, the queen, you know, you've been talking, you and Demetrius have been talking about her for many, many years. Uh, and, and finally seeing the real Io Shirai, not the, the pirates, uh, you know, kin to Kyrie Sane there. Um, but uh, Io Shirai with the badass poppy entrance, the badass theme music, but again, having a seven-star match with Candice LeRae um, at, uh, let me get that here, uh, TakeOver Toronto, as I mentioned earlier, and of course, the Women's War Games match was phenomenal. Uh, two, when she's in two of the top 20 matches, if not top 15 <laughs> matches of the year, whew, that's saying something. Yeah, I hope she's the one who beats Rhea Ripley. Like, I hope that's why they switched it. <laughs> Man, she's so good. Uh, my number three was somebody who who went as went as far as try to try to even build the Ring of Honor Women's Division, which is one of the worst divisions in all of pro wrestling. Uh, but God bless her. She ended the year as the Red Belt Champion in Stardom. Had an amazing match with Kagetsu on Christmas Eve at Corican. Uh, but my number three, Alex, is Mayu Iwatani. Ah. Very nice. Got Man, to I can't wait to Kelly add Klein this. At, uh, mm-hmm. at, in my, when I was in Miami in February before the cruise, went to that ROH show. She beat Kelly Klein on the event I was at. Um, got to watch her win the title. 
as the cameraman filmed me in my jumps, my tracksuit going, yeah, freaking out. <laughs> Nobody knew who the hell was that was, and I'm like having a stroke in the crowd. Man, so, did I you mean, see I Joey mean, Mercury? Was he by Kelly Klein? No, but I did. Uh, I did see Rock and I was like, Rock, what the hell? Let me get a picture. And he goes, All right, man. And me and Rock. <laughs> And I was like, show, yo, and Rock A, we about to make a fucking 3K. Uh, you should have wrapped your chaos hat you made 10 years ago, or whatever WrestleMania yep. that was. Oh, um, shout out to Ryan, the, the true OG of Puro Restart. Wow. Uh, number two, the man, Becky Lynch, from main eventing WrestleMania to having one of the hottest streaks, and to her credit, maintaining that, even though, you know, yep. having a match with Lacey Evans, uh, you know, some, some stuff here and there with Charlotte to her getting, showing her real life relationship and engagement to Seth Rollins um, and, and to her uh, saving Kyrie Sane's life from Charlotte Flair. Wow. Charlotte <laughs> Flair is not on my list, uh, but shout out to Becky Lynch, the cover of uh, WWE 2K20, even though the game is shite. Uh, allegedly I've yet to play because 2K19 is awesome. Cause I found an Okada and uh, yeah, the man and number two won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> um, my number two, uh, Shayna Baszler, NXT champion for the whole year for the most part. You know, we we've talked about her every year. We do this. There's not a lot to say. Uh, Shayna Baszler gets the dub for me. She is my number two female champion for uh, a long ass time. My number one, the aforementioned Shayna Baszler. They, uh, I mean, she's the true ace of spades. Sorry, Lemmy. Queen of Spades, whatever you want to say, uh, cannot wait to see her win the Women's Rumble just in a few weeks here as me and Ryan drink a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, my number one goes to the current startable belt champion who is just on an incredible run, dominating everybody she's in there with. And I, she kicks harder than, than, than Kenta. Uh, Arisa Hoshiki, I have developed a newfound love for her. Um, She's just incredible. She is someone I just need people to watch rather than talk about. She she has a move where she'll stand on the top rope and she'll walk a step forward onto the, the rope, the top rope, and then spring off with a roundhouse kick to your face. Um, no punches pulled, you're dead. Uh, Arisa Hoshiki takes my number one spot. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, wow, we have time wrapping up. I didn't realize we were going this long. I think our recording is going to end in six minutes, Alex. <laughs> that is that is not what we thought it would happen. Um, Damn my through. segment to start the show. No, Damn you. No, your segment was great, so don't say that. We have ways around this if we need to. Um, let's go male rest of the year. Let's do the same thing. Let's bounce back and forth. Uh, who you got? It? How many do you have, by the way? I have ten. I have 11, and if I have to take one off, I'm going to take off one Jardy Gargano. I apologize, sir, but you are number 11. But my number 10. Oh, God, that's that's freaking tough. Um, But I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say Cody. Uh, from the match at Double or Nothing with his brother Dustin, uh, Dustin Rhodes being a five-star banger from getting a retweet from Dustin Rhodes himself. But Cody, like you said, he's the heel of the millennium. He is the savior of us marks. But yes, Cody coming in at number 10. 
Uh, my number ten is a little low, but it's just so many people had so many good, such good years. It was hard to go higher. The man who won the G one this year, Kota Ibushi. Give me the hate, I deserve it. But he is at at number ten for me, and I apologize. But I just there's so many people that had such good years. So Kota Ibushi, number ten. You're the you're amazing, and I'm sorry. Speaking of a little bit of the bubble, number nine, Le Champion, uh, yeah. from losing the belt after winning it at a steakhouse. Uh, <laughs> to you know the the podcast interviews that he's had over this past year, but you know building AEW as that brand, waiting for his thank you still, uh, the inaugural All Elite Wrestling uh, Heavyweight Champion, and, and the Inner Circle is such an awesome faction as well. Jake Hager bringing out Chris Jericho. Uh, for a reason, it's right there. <laughs> Jericho, number nine. Uh, number nine for me is the man who was Dragon Gate champion for half of this year. Came into AEW, did some damage as well. Pack uh, ah, protected nice. that title. Kudos to him, man. Live the character. Live the respect of Dragon Gate. Uh, you deserve where you are. You are number nine on my list. Uh, number eight for me. Uh, I don't know if he's the anarchist anymore or whatnot, but once a video where was released that Dean Ambrose was no more and John Moxley was out of his prison going on podcasts and having unsanctioned matches after unsanctioned matches, uh, having fantastic matches from getting MRSA, uh, from getting stuck at a typhoon in Japan, uh, to winning a new Japan championship. The man's all over. He competed in the G one, having dream match after dream match after dream match, uh, wrestle kingdom, you uh, agree? Yeah, that's 2020, but still, uh, John Moxley coming in at number eight. Yeah, number eight is one of the hardest hitting safeties in the league. Going, I'm not talking about Derek <laughs> Harper, but I'm talking about the one man who slapped Takuya Nomura so hard as this feud started back at Cork and Hall when he fell on my lap. And I was like, man, I'm gonna pay attention to these guys, Yuji Okabayashi. Um, you you assaulted a young boy as well in front of me, and ever yeah. since then I've fallen in love with you. Uh, Yoko Bayashi, man, he is just incredible. His carnival run was great. His stuff in Big Japan's been great. You are number eight on my top ten list, sir. Big Tom Ishii, number seven, Tomihiro Ishii, Hell just yeah. making everyone better <laughs> and better. Uh, I mean, I think I counted. Five matches that he's had, uh, you know, on this list. Uh, one being against uh, my number eight, John Moxley, uh, and also uh, spoiler alert: he also had a, a seven star banger with my number six, uh, one Shingo Takagi. Ooh, well now we know that. Let me drop this at you. My number seven might be a little low, but it is what it is. Ben K, you had a tremendous year. I am expecting I will have you much higher in the years to come. But you gave mm-hmm. us a little taste of the bubble with your great run, which leads me to number six, Chris Jericho, which you had already talked about. Uh, number five, Alex, what you got? Number five, I have Ben K. Uh, from yeah. you know, kind of getting the Roman Reigns treatment uh, for Dragon Gate, but hey, he took that that championship, got the fans behind him, had some outstanding matches, and uh, hopefully he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Hopefully, more big things in 2020 for Ben K's redemption. Uh, number five, the man who I said wasn't even going to make my list, and in just two months managed to climb himself to number five NXT champion himself. Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, <laughs> rocking in to number five. My number four, I get him. 
I get them now. One of the best feuds of the year. Some of the best wrestling I've seen story-wise. Hell, he even uh, participated in the Britt Baker Challenge. Uh, I mean, <laughs> even at the gym when I listen to uh, uh, Undisputed Era's theme and the boom comes on, I pretend that I am Adam Cole and I do the whole arm gimmick on the treadmill. Uh, my number four is probably my favorite wrestler living right now, the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada. Reclaimed this title at Masters Tour Garden from Jay White, and he's had it all the way until the end of the year here, going back into the Tokyo Dome. Okada, just a tremendous run, uh, gets my number four plug. I am curious to see if we're about to get kicked off here. Let's see what happens. Alex, are you still here? I am. I am. I'm going to run down my three, two, one, because I'm going to have you uh, go over your two and one. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. 